0: Come with us now, if you dare. Down a rickety staircase into a dank, dark basement. What awaits? The Saturday Night Freak Show.
1: (laughs) Uh, Welcome back to the Saturday Night Freak Show. I'm your host, Colin, and I'm surrounded by a bunch of internet superstars, including... This is Brent. Tom.
0: Travis Angelo.
1: And every week we pick movies and watch them. Uh, you can get a hold of us at Saturday Night Freak Show at Yahoo.com if you want to comment on any of the stuff that we've done so far. You can find all of our past shows on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, Pod bay FM, and our website Saturday Tonight it was Tom's pick, and Tom picked what what did we watch tonight, Tom?
2: Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles the movie.
1: Sweet the movie. from nineteen the original the original movie from the, the
2: original live action movie from nineteen ninety.
1: Do we even have to set this up? You don't need to tell us what it is. Fifteen years ago, (laughs) as I studied martial
0: arts in the master's cage, Hamato Yoshi, (laughs) whose only love was that of Tang Shin and their rival, Oruku
1: Saki. Well, maybe we should do some kind of like, what are the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles for the couple people who are out there who have been living under a rock?
2: Yeah, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, uh, well, I mean, they're really big. Uh, Travis, why don't you give us the rundown?
0: Four turtles crawling around (laughs) in radioactive material that makes them grow to human size and intelligence, and their rat guy, who's kind of like a mentor father guy, well, he trains, and the rat learns ninja, or learns martial arts from watching his master, so that way when they grow up, he can teach the martial arts to his new turtle friends, or whatever, and... (laughs) As they grow up, they kind of have like a uh, father-son's relationship. As you know, Splinter me- to Splinter the Rat mentors uh, the four turtles: Leonardo, Michelangelo, Donatello, Raphael. If you didn't know, <laughs> and uh, and on the other end, you have the Shredder and the Foot Clan, who is running a madcap uh, crime wave around New York, and no one can say what it is. and And April O'Neill is on the case, and you better hurry up because there's no time to waste. And That's there's also the Casey
1: Jones, the vigilante. Casey Jones, the
0: vigilante, which actually, like in Turtle history, like if you want to go way back to the comics, it's always been Turtles. And okay, okay, before we get like, let's okay, <laughs> everybody knows Turtles from the from the Marv Wolfman or Marv wolf, Marvin Wolf, the cartoon production company that did the cartoon in '87, something Wolf, whatever. And everybody knows that well Hamato Yoshi was a human that turned into a rat raised turtles so that's, that's what I, I thought, thought.
1: even when I was watching this I, I thought it, for some reason they they started off as humans but it, weren't the guy it was just, the turtle well, guys even humans no
0: they were turtles oh. but okay in the original comic book from 1984 he was just a, a rat that learned, I mean this movie even though like nobody like sings the praises of it this is one of the best adaptations of com, original comic book material to live action cinema. I mean, As in faithfulness, pretty faithful. Way more, I mean, just even at the idea that in 87 there's a cartoon that changed all these all these facts around like Splinter being a a a, a, a rat instead of a human or whatever and and so oh, that's it's from the
1: cartoon of, that they changed? Not in the it, comic, they changed it in the cartoon.
0: They changed it in the cartoon. Because, yeah, the, you know, because I guess the cartoon people are probably the same ways. like, how does a rat know martial arts and whatever? Shouldn't it be a human? Uh-huh. Yeah. That, whatever. But that's when you get into, like, mutagen taking on two different things that it does. Either mutagen can grow the thing to freakish human proportions with intelligence, or you can use mutagen to transform anybody into any weird thing, depending on what they were around last. Well, in know. the movie,
1: it just looks like it's radioactive sludge or something in, in the flashback that they crawl into. In the comics, was it actually? It was some still. Kind ra- of- it was. It was radioactive
0: sludge, but in the comics, like if you remember the cartoon, there was Krang, who's the brain inside of this robot body, General Krang from Dimension X, and in the comic books, those Krangs or those creatures have like a have like a science lab, and they're doing experiments because they have mutagen. But when they came to our dimension, the mutagen like shifts, and so they're doing experiments with how their mutagen reacts to our physics mm-hmm. and you know one canner gets lost and falls in the sewers, and then you got you know a boy crossing the street with uh with his uh, little turtle guy uh like a thing of turtles, and he falls uh or no, he doesn't fall he actually. Even though we're talking about the comic book and not the movie, <laughs>
1: it's preface though. We need yeah, to know yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: a kid, a kid pushes a blind man out of the way. and The canister hits his eyes, and the turtles fall. Now, if you remember, if that sounds, that's a familiar sounding. That's Daredevil from Marvel Comics origin. <laughs> like Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird were such big fans of Daredevil. They're like, oh man, what if we make Matt Murdock holding our turtles? And the same canister that you know, oh really, turns the turtles is what gives Matt Murdock Daredevil his ultra his uh-huh. heightened senses or whatever. And also, I mean, because Ninja Turtles started out like as a parody of the Daredevil comic because in the Daredevil comic book, the Ninja Clan is called the Hand, and so oh, in the Ninja Turtles it's wow. called the Foot. Uh-huh. I mean, this is a parody that got huge. You know, because it was an independent comic book. You know, black and white. You know, they probably only printed like eight hundred to a thousand copies for the first round, and they issue two didn't even come out for a whole year. You know, but it just yeah. and this boom. Is Kevin
1: Kevin Eastman's the guy who later on he 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 became the CEO or whatever of Heavy Metal magazine. Yeah, yeah. married Julie Strain, the model. Yeah, because yeah. I think he
0: sold out when he I think when he sold the Turtles rights. <laughs> He, like, sold them all.
1: Now, and the other thing, too, I mean, you said it was black and white, the original comic book, but it seems to me like I've seen, and again, I'm not, like, a, a turtle lore, you know, I don't know enough about him, but I've seen, like, maybe off the video game box art or something. That they all wore red sashes. That's what all the, the turtles wear. That's what, you know, they're, they're turtles, but they wear these sashes that they, you know, with their eye holes cut in them. When they, and they were all red. When they were but first, in the movie, they're all different colors.
0: When they were first making the Turtle comics, like, I want to say the first issue, red is the one color on the cover. Oh, cause, okay. Because, you know, they're doing a really cheap printing process, you know, doing it on the cheap. So, like, whoa. I mean, the interior comics or whatever, they're like, let's just do, a, you know, a,
1: a red uh, tint to everything and... So you're saying they were all black and white except for re- like in the interior in, in the, interior, in the interior
0: like they would just it would just be like shaded, you know. Yeah. You couldn't tell what color it was. Oh, okay. You weren't oh, really okay. like thinking about okay. that. So and then when and then when they of course did the cartoon, they're like, "Well, we need some other way for kids to be able to differentiate who's who." Yeah. You know, not only just the weapons, but you know. I mean, they went too far with having, like, the initials on the belt buckles.
1: So was the movie the first time that they actually had, like, you know, one of them would have red, one of them had its orange, one of them has blue, and the other one had purple, no, so you cr- could tell them apart? The cartoon is from 87. the oh, com- the, the comic book, okay. here's the timeline, the
0: comic book was in 84, the cartoon started in, like, 87 this movie is in 1990. Mm-hmm. But they probably started making it and dealing with it by like
1: 88 or 89, right? They, yeah, they had to know that it was like, this is a thing we have to buy and we can make money out oh, of it. Oh, man, I mean, yes. yeah, it's crazy. So,
0: yeah, so, so April O'Neil is on the case of uh, tracking the Foot Clan down and uh, she gets, uh, you know, Shredder, Shredder wants her silenced and the movie opens with uh, Raphael, uh, well, they, they, they help her because... What? Yeah, she gets mugged, right? She and gets then mugged. The turtles,
1: the turtles show up and save the day. And then she I like the way side. that in this movie, like it, just the way, you know, watching it now, it's like the way that they kind of reveal the turtle. Like, you know, the lights go out, I think, you know, she's being mugged, the lights go out, and then and the lights come back on and everybody's all tied up. And you just see the sewer lid opening or the sewer the sewer cover opens and you can see something of the turtle. But it's so, like, underlit that you can't actually, like, really make it out. I thought that was kind of cool. They saved it until after the title, and they mm-hmm. jump in. And those suits. I mean, that's really the thing, I think, that makes this movie, you know, something. It's like, when you look at it, it's like it's got these awesome suits that were designed by the Jim Henson Creature Shop, apparently. And they're, like, these fully articulated... They must be, like, remote-control heads. Oh, for sure. And remote-control lips and all that stuff. And, right. But just the, you know, just watching it, I'm like, the guys who are playing these turtles have to be, like, you know these super athletes or something, you know, <laughs> that they're acting in these rubber suits, which never seemed to bend or anything. I, I thought they were awesome. I mean, the way they were sculpted and... Yeah, you know, I was like, really
3: surprised, the, like, how well they held up over the years. Like, that today, if they made this movie... They should use those same suits. But they're not. Nope. Yeah. They're going the to the new,
1: they are making a new movie, and it's got... Yeah, I've seen the pictures of the guys in the motion capture suits running down the and street. And
3: they're right? huge. Damn.
0: They're huge. There's another picture of Megan Fox's April O'Neil, for some reason, and Raphael or somebody... Like, one of the turtles in a trench coat, and it looks like he's a tank behind her. He looks huge. It oh, looks yeah. weird. I guess I don't know. They're
1: but they haven't like, revealed what the actual... As of this podcast they haven't revealed what the turtles redesigned turtles actually look like Yeah,
3: I I got a question going back to the colors of these turtles Um, in the cartoon correct me if I'm wrong but like were their elbow
0: pads and knee pads also the same color as their sash I think so yeah so they They just took that out for this just because it's like they actually would need real pads and not just color coded like you know
3: it's more cinematic that they're all yeah they yeah. just have the sash it look pretty that's, power
0: ranger if everybody had like you right, know yeah. the matching wrist bracelets and knee pads as yeah. their uh
3: oh
1: tom's got it right yeah, on his shirt Tom's wearing a teenage mutant ninja turtle shirt there it Wait, is. everybody's got different colors yes there's i see uh, a red turtle oh that is an orange okay never mind it looks like yellow <laughs> on the sash it's faded it's yeah. there you go that's awesome well, in the movie, after they save April O'Neil, then there's like okay, so the Foot Clan has like uh, I mean, it's obviously they come over from Japan and whatever, but they're with Shredder and the number two guy, they're, and they're
2: they awesome crime wave of stealing TVs. And well, they're recruiting. <laughs>
1: they're recruiting all the kids of New York. Yeah, this know? movie is heavy on the montage, which is great. And it's heavy on the scenery of New York, which in the end we found out it was filmed actually in North Carolina. Oh, right. I think at the studios. (laughs) I want to say that Dino De Laurentiis owned those studios at one point because he was making like Maximum Overdrive. All the Stephen King movies was made there. But he had this awesome like New York street. Which I think is, you know, when you see all the bodies lying around, you know, after yeah. everybody, not the body, but, you know, the guys have been all knocked out and they're laying all over the street. I'm like, did they shut down a street to do this? I'm like, no, that's the back lot in and, and North Carolina. And I want to say that that's also the same street in which they shot The Crow. And I think later on, or b- before The Crow, I want to say 20th century or 21st century entertainment took it over, or Canon Groups. They owned it for a while. They did, like, Cyborg and uh, Captain America and all that stuff on that set.
2: Wow. So that uh, antique shop is actually Gideon's Pawn Shop.
1: It could be. I mean, it's like <laughs> the same kind of corner, right? I mean, it's all just yeah. re, re-outfitted. Could be. So, yeah, then uh, Casey Jones, who wears a hockey mask, okay, he's a, <laughs> he wears, like, a custom hockey mask. Is that anything we calling out Friday the 13th here in the in the in how this came about?
0: I don't know. I'm sure I'm sure something has to do with that. Well, I think I don't he's, know actually, anyway, but... he's
2: actually a professional hockey player. Uh, yeah. He used to be. You know, yeah, he did it
0: for a year or something like that. But then it might still come from you know when Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird were sitting around like, "Dude, what if like you know?"
1: Yeah, what if the guy because then like there's like hack slashes <laughs> like later day comic where there's a guy who has a hockey mask. Um, but yeah, uh, so Casey Jones is played by Elias Cotilla. I want to say this is the first time I ever saw him in a movie. Probably yeah. it was uh, at this point in time, 1990. Yeah. yeah, and he's gone on to do like a, he's been
3: in a, a pretty successful. He was in uh, Thin Red Line. He was. Oh, uh, Prophecy, he was on. Did you say CSI Attica? or
1: something or one of those? David Cronenberg's
2: Crash. He's been on a lot of stuff.
3: Dude's had an illustrious career. Yeah, but not to mention also the voice of Donatello in this film is none other than
1: Corey Feldman. Corey Feldman from Friday the Thirteenth Part Four. I That's, mean, there's your connection. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it's yeah. also clear now. Yeah, the Corey Feldman. Yeah. yeah, But we were looking in the end credits, it's like, so it, it appeared that there was, uh, you know, the voices are performed by a group of actors, the turtles, uh, you know, walking around or whatever is performed by another group of actors, and then the actual stunt turtles are another group of, like, you know, kung fu artists, including right. Ernie Reyes Jr. Yeah. And Ernie Reyes, I want to say, he was in, what was it, like Three Ninjas? What? No, Red Sonia. Red Sonia. He was the kid in Red Sonia. Yeah,
0: he was a little boy in Red Sonia.
1: And he done. And then like, he had a
0: TV show. I want to say it was on Disney Channel or something like that, where like some old white cop adopted him. and Then he runs around kicking everybody's ass. You know? Yeah.
1: Which okay, for right, some reason I say that like it was called Sidekicks. Oh, I gotta have to look this up. But yeah, I don't know.
3: It's something. Yeah. Um. Well, how do you think they were doing? That? There's a couple scenes in the movie where the turtles are on skateboards. Yeah. And they're they're wide enough shots where like it's not like. Robot legs on a skateboard or something—it's like an actual dude on a skateboard. How oh, are they doing? Well, that?
1: dude, when he when he does there's a there's a nunchuck showdown where uh, help me out which one Michelangelo. Michelangelo sees the uh, <laughs> he sees <laughs> another another ninja shows up who can you know he's an, a fellow chucker or whatever ah, and they do this kind chucker, of nunchuck eh? uh, acrobatic you know or whatever you show up you know they're doing the the stunts with the the nunchucks and I'm like. That fucking guy is doing that in that suit, and he can't see shit, you know? I mean, like, there's no way you can see out of those things. But he's still able to, you know, catch them, you know? I'm I'm sure there was like, hundreds of takes. Yeah, (laughs) it's impressive as hell. He's just
0: like, just don't stand near me, guys, (laughs) you
1: know? Yeah, but still, I mean, it was just, that was like, you know, it was just impressive to see all the stuff that they were doing with these guys in these suits.
3: Well, uh, you see uh, Raphael on the rooftop. And it's just this big wide shot, and he's, like, doing cartwheels, and he's doing jump kicks, yeah, and dude. he's, like, doing roundhouses, and he's in that suit. Like, it's,
2: it's, yeah. it, it's well, impressive. I think probably they probably have, like, they probably have, like, an acting suit, but then when they're fighting, they're probably wearing a completely different suit. They're well, they were, it, it, uh, probably, but, sure, but I mean, yeah. even
1: so, they were still, like, really close up when they were doing it to the fact that it, where it looked, it looked like the same suit, you know, for all intents and purposes.
2: Yeah. I'm sure well, it maybe was. Maybe they got rid of the robot, robot. Robot, uh, I'm sure they have a
0: different head. Yeah. Like, yeah. when you could tell when Michelangelo is doing the Ninchucks thing, his, I mean, his face is positioned in, like, a, kind of a blank stare in a weird yeah, way, yeah. you know? The animatronics. Yeah. I was are just all thinking dogs. that this time around. I was like, eh, they could have done, like, kind of a little, like, bit of sneering and smiling while he's doing it, but it's just kind of this, like, there's just this, like, <laughs> fucking, yeah. yeah, a reptile looking face just, like, sitting there still. Right. But that's
1: a it's a kind of a like a puppet a puppetry and that kind of facial uh, animatronic that I haven't seen in a while. I remember actually, I mean my memory's being jogged now. But one of the last times I think that I saw that kind of stuff was uh, Hellboy Two: The Golden Army, where there's a character that's got a big like animatronic head in it. And I'm like, and when I saw that, I'm like, oh man, yeah, I remember there used to be movies like all the time, like, like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and stuff, where they, yeah, you know, actors would wear these big heads that had you know, fully. Motion or remote controlled lip movements and mouth movements and all that. Movie magic.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
3: When it still was magic. Uh, And, like, even, I I think, I don't know, it seemed like the shells, like the half shells of the turtle, when they're in these action scenes, like, there's sometimes, like, they'd roll on the pavement or something and you could see the the shell bend more than it would, like, if it was, like, a, a dramatic talking scene, which this movie does have a lot of, and we'll get to that, but. Um, like the 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 shell would like bend and fold more as the turtle rolled, and I mean I guess it's just you know like to reinforce Tom's theory about like a a fighting suit versus like a you know like a this is your spotlight you're having this big you know dramatic scene suit where everything is like like perfect you know like you could go up and knock on that shell and it looks like it would actually you know dude it
0: well kill every single time one of the because i mean the fucking turtle's eyes tear up in this movie every single (laughs) time i see a ninja turtle cry it fucking breaks my heart ninja turtles well there's
1: one shot too i mean obviously where they go and you know must be swapping out multiple heads but there was one scene where one of them gets their head dunked in a fish tank (laughs) and when he comes up he spits, you know. There's like a squirt of water out of the out of yeah. his mouth. I'm like, okay, so that's a different head with the hose, and you know, but, right. but you had to build that special one, you know, so it could, it yeah. could do that.
3: This movie really benefits from like like the different cutscenes where, yeah, you, like it, it plays and it, it is. It's all movie magic, especially in the editing room where you see this full turtle, full motion get dunked in the tank, and then when he comes up. It's just the head spinning, or like when Michelangelo has to duck the the guy swinging the axe, and or he retracts his head. His into head a shell. goes into the shell, yeah, and then it pops back up, and then they cut to the the front shot where it's like it's the full suit again, where like you know obviously those are two different suits, and he's like, "I love being a turtle," <laughs> like <laughs> that's pretty great, but yeah, you got to wonder about these guys that had to spend like you know 12, 16 hour days in these suits.
1: And just the fact that there's shots where it's raining, they're always running through water, you know, I mean, they gotta be in, like, these foam rubber suits, I mean, those things, you know, you get those things wet, they just, they're like sponges, you know, they just kind of, like, soak that shit up, you know, but it yeah. can't be, <laughs> it, right. it can't be pleasant to be in there. It can't be, and, like,
3: there's, and there's, I don't know, there's scenes or close-ups on their faces where it looks like they're actually sweating. Like, you well, can yeah, see Well, yeah, well, they just, like, you
0: can tell, I mean, before action, they just go down and spray, you know? Just spray I think that's what I've yet. always liked about animatronics, just, like, how sweaty, and every, and, you know, everything looks sweaty, and, uh, I mean, hell, look at Splinter. You know, Splinter had a fucking gunk in his eyes, and, like, you know?
1: Yeah. And Splinter, that's the red. He's done in a, he's a puppet. Yeah, he's that's totally a robot. Thing. Yeah. He's a robot. He is a robot.
2: Yeah, he reminds me of the dudes from Dark Crystal.
1: I don't know who voices him. Yeah, I don't know. <clears throat> I saw, like, Golden Harvest was also, like, listed as the produ- production partner in this. And I want to say they were, like, a Japanese, like, they did a bunch of, um, I don't say Chop Well I don't want to say Ninja and Samurai movies. Like, actually, they were, they either imported them to the United States or they were the producer of them over in Japan. Right. Kind of like right. Shaw Studios or whatever. Golden Harvest was one of them. Yeah. So, it does have, like, a... Authentic ninja cred. <laughs> yeah. And as Tom was pointing out, this is a movie with a, a bunch of actual ninjas.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It, the reason I actually picked this movie, I mean, it's been on my list of movies I wanted to pick for a while, but uh, it's kind of my uh, retaliation movie for Collins. Uh, <laughs> for
3: the Shogun?
2: For the Shogun Assassin because I, I didn't get enough of my ninja love in there. So. Well, Jesus
1: Christ! You get a shitload of them in in teenage yeah. mutant ninja, ninja turtles. Well, they are yeah. just kind of kids
0: from New York. I mean, ninjas. I mean, yeah, but it's just <laughs> they cool get that trained they, like, by Master Tetsu.
1: There's just tons of them showing up, like running through doors. They fight like a first wave, and then like I mean, they make jokes about it. It's, it's a lot of bastards. Yeah, they New just York. keep on coming in. So there's ninjas.
3: <laughs> <laughs> that and that's a cool and thing. black ninjas too. That's, you know.
2: The... As you want.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Alright, what, what's with, with the eyes? Buggies, I don't remember yeah. the eyes being that buggish in the cartoon. Well, yeah, the the the, car- I don't know about maybe the comics. The, the original cartoon, comics, they were, they were pretty buggy like looking. Fucking... In the. And
2: in, in, in I think in the cartoon, they were actually, like, their heads were almost shaped like foot. Yeah,
0: yeah. They're, yeah,
3: yeah and they was... were robots. What? Yeah, they were robots. They
0: were robots in shaped the cartoon. Like feet. Eh, they were just weird. I mean, right. they had, like, right. a weird, like, stuck, like, I mean, like a pushed up nose, and, like, I mean, just because they were odd-looking robots. Yeah, they looked, like
3: yeah. yeah they looked like Scotty Pippen. Yeah.
0: Well, you know, that's so the turtles could use their weapons on them. Well, know, yeah.
3: I guess that brings me to another question. Like that's so that they can actually kill the robots. Now, there's no k- real killing in this movie. No, well, sh- except
2: for say, maybe the Shredder, at the right? End. Yeah.
1: Well, but and just there's one dude people. who
2: uh, he, the dude who like attacks and hits the electrical fuse box. He's definitely dead. He's
3: uh, dead. Yeah. But that's his own fault. It. Like, the turtles aren't killing them. I have a comic book that was, like, uh, you know, like not, like, part of the, like, the run of the turtles comic book, but it's, like, a special one, and it has that whole scene out at the farm, and, like, Raph goes back, and he's fighting a foot soldier, and he actually, like, throws him off the side of a building and kills him. In the comic. In the comic. Was that, like... Did Are they, they... talking about
0: the movie adaptation?
3: It's not the movie adaptation. It's well, like
0: in the comic books, they killed. They did in the comic, okay. comic books. They did not have. Okay. I mean, because in the comic books, I mean, what a ninja is for you know people that like you know definitions. Whatever. I mean, it's an assassin. I mean, it's a you know ninjas are usually not you know good guys, right? In the comic books, Splinter totally tells the Turtles, "Hey, I raised you to be ninjas to go kill this guy named Shredder that killed my master Hamato Yoshi." I mean, that is in the comic books. The comic books are pretty bleak. The comics are bleaker than. uh, So what happens
1: then? I uh, well, I'm going to assume that what happens is the comic book catches on with kids, and so they tone it down for the cartoon, and then the movie's based on the cartoon. So it's like no, the
0: movie is based more on the comic book. That's uh, what's really crazy about the situation. Even though, but it's still
1: it's it's still for kids. Yeah, yeah.
0: but still, just a lot of the I mean, actual story beats like in the comic books, it wasn't April O'Neil's family. Farmhouse, they go. It was Casey Jones's family farmhouse. I mean, it's like so close to. I mean, okay. it's not exact, but it's just like, I'm gonna. You can just see. I, I was actually thinking about looking up the issues that I think represent this movie so I could have a list, but yeah, I, I remember a chance to.
2: Because uh, I remember, like, when I was a kid, like, because, like, the first three episodes of the cartoon series um, were actually, like, you know, you could put them together and they were the origin story for the. Because like it right. was like the first, you know, the first episode starts off with you know the, blind, the turtles, we got my teenagers and like here's like the introduction to the shredder and like you know that whole thing. So I remember I, like that, yeah. that origin story.
3: It's cool how how this movie does the origin story because they almost like you start out with this action and then April and Neil shows up and then Casey Jones shows up and you get all the players together and then. Like, something happens that's so, you know, like, basically in this movie, uh, April and Neil's apartment and her antique shop that's been in her family, they, it burns down, so they have to escape the Foot Clan, so they go up to her house, her cabin, in the woods. But that's, at that point, is kind of when the origin story starts, because April starts this narrative, or this narration about, you know, each turtle... And their you know their characteristics and their personalities, and then you kind of watch them fighting, and it's all like you you go on this journey as Raph, who was hurt earlier on. He's he's kind of you know being he's rehabilitating up at this cabin, and you get like the more insight into each character and like really what they're about. The one thing I think that is like totally different from like everything that I knew about the cartoon of the Turtles is that. Donatello in the cartoon he's like the scientist right and in this he's just more like Michelangelo's sidekick they just yeah yeah. they don't
0: give him a lot of techno stuff to do there is one scene where when they return to New York and they go downstairs and they're like and uh, Danny, which uh, we shouldn't even talk about Danny. But uh, <laughs>
3: Danny, yeah. What is the
1: hatred
0: for this character,
3: my he's guy?
1: Because every time he would show up, Tom him. was like, ah,
3: fucking Danny! It's all his fault, really." Fucking <laughs> <laughs> Danny. He
0: leads, you know. He's like, "Hey, I know where they're at." But I mean. he's your, he's your, he's your character, right? Oh, so who is he? Danny. Danny, Danny is Charles Penning- Pennington's, who is uh, his son, who is April O'Neil's boss, and uh, and he's, he he's is being... your character that you, as the audience member well, maybe as a kid, is supposed to latch onto, because he's the kid making the bad decisions that, you know, he hates his dad, he hates how strict his dad is, and you know, he, he's thinks, a it, he thinks it's gonna be so cool to be a ninja, and like, be a criminal with these, you know, foot soldier guys, because like I said, the foot uses kids as like, uh, I don't know, their rebellious natures to their advantage. Yeah. yeah. Well, they it gets give them, them all feeling like your fathers don't like you, like. but yeah, we'll because be
1: because they cool. give them this, like, uh, would, I want to compare it to, like, what's it in Pinocchio? Um, where yeah, like go, that what's, town. Yeah, what's it called?
0: I have no idea where they can all drink and yeah, they can all yeah, yeah. do whatever. They, he gives them free reign so the kids start to, like, you yeah, know. Yeah, so
1: they've got this warehouse where they've got, like, arcade games and they're playing. They're gambling, you know, there's roulette wheels and skateboarding and, and, and all this. stuff. Anything you like, want to do, do it and that's Sam Rockwell is Sam the uh, he's thug number Sam one Rockwell. he's like
0: in every scene I, I swear to god he's almost in every scene where one of the guys needs to talk yeah. there's a, only a few scenes where somebody else talks but he's the only one that directly talks to yeah. like I guess the camera's point of view or well something.
1: so he's he's the he's the flip side of the Danny character so if Danny is like he's a part of the foot you know he's the kid who's like gonna be redeemed and get out of this by yeah the, he's the kid that's friends just starting to get or, into yeah, it too, uh, you know Splinter. bad yeah so Danny is the guy who comes out of it, but uh, the other one, Sam Rockwell, he's the he's the voice of you know the guy who's yeah in the, the foot. yeah,
2: but he hasn't achieved he hasn't footsteps. achieved foot
1: status,
0: but he's still like he's the guy that is going to you know what I mean? Because yeah. the first time you see the shredder, I love that damn scene because I love how it's lit, where it's like lit from behind, so there's the long shadow of him. And then as soon as he gets to the main area, he's like lit from above, so his shadow kind of disappears as he walks into that room, and uh, he's looking at all his king. fucking sheep or whatever, and and they give him the uh, dragon doji, and he says, "Money cannot buy what you have earned tonight. You make us <laughs> yes. all proud." Yeah. And uh, so I like you know that's everybody wants to get that. Everybody wants that. That. That acceptance from Shredder, you know, that's like all these kids' little psychological fucking hang-up. Mm-hmm. They hate their own dads where they can actually be loved, but they want to come. It's almost just like fucking Fight Club in a weird way. I was just thinking about this. I was like, Oh shit, it's almost like Fight Club. Yeah, they, they, yeah, they yeah, yeah, they, disillusion everybody and uh, just get them to go to their fucked up point of view where they're just using them. As, yeah. You know. yeah,
3: and they get them young enough to where, like, you know, they can entice them with video games. It's cigarettes. Cigarettes, Regular mental? Oh, <laughs> <Regular> mental. <laughs> yeah, and, and it's then it's the older kids that are being taught the ways of the foot. Yeah, and they're getting taught the
0: it. ninjas like in the back almost. It's yeah. almost like it's away from all the fun, and then in the back is like the training dojo where Master Master Tetsu, fucking, you know, uh.
4: never lower your eyes to an enemy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I know. I just like that dynamic. I think that's a cool little. I mean. I think a lot... Of, I think I've always heard a little backlash out of that, uh, about that, about, oh, Shredder's little kid army, but I was like, I don't know, you know, I don't know, it makes sense to me. It makes sense as a big criminal underground empire thing, you know, you get these dumb fucking kids.
3: Yeah. It's the gang mentality. It's I a mean, gang mentality, yeah. it yeah. is.
1: Well, that's actually one of the things that, you know, again, I don't know how much we can criticize this movie, because it is a kid's movie, but at the end uh, of it, we're Casey It's a family film. Yeah. No, I know, but at the end of it, where after uh, Casey Jones takes on Master Tetsuo, Tetsuo and uh, beats him like in front of all the other kids, and then he's like turns around to the rest of them and they and Sam Rockwell's like, "Why don't we just jump him?" And Casey Jones, he's like, "You know, we're a family." And Casey Jones is like, "You call this family? You call this guy family?" And I'm like, "Well, well, don't they?" But nobody responds to that. They all look down at their feet, like, "Oh, oh, you called this out." know, And then he makes a couple more cracks about, like, yeah, there's your family doing this, whatever. And I'm like, how come nobody, like, I thought they were a family. That's the whole idea of a gang. <laughs> you yeah. know? It's like they kind of give that up. Like, but as I soon th- as our master is defeated, we're, uh, we're okay.
0: Well, I think that's kind of, that shows how, you know, it shows how they're being used. So when they actually see what they thought was going to be protecting them, you know, they're not actually willing to, you know... Place well, of the Death are just kind of being coaxed into it in a way. They're, they're getting, like, all...
3: They have that scene with... Is it Master Tetsuo?
0: Yeah. What is it's it? like Tetsu or Tetsuyo. Master Tetsu, Master yeah. Master Tetsu. I thought it was just Tetsu, but
1: I don't know.
3: Where, like... Master Tetsu. Uh, he has failed Shredder, so Shredder glares at him, right? So we're we're dealing with this. <laughs> we're dealing with this. Well, Definitely. he sends his
1: guys out to take down the turtles, and they all get their ass kicked. That's when the yeah, out.
3: Yeah, right, and that's when... So yeah. Shredder's the Patriarch... Master Tetsu's the matriarch, and he goes back, and he kicks the shit out of aggression and, you know, upset. He, he kicks the shit out of these guys that he's been training. They're kids, and, man. At Fucking that point, kids. Th- I think that's when the like the family dynamic of the oh, clan Yeah, they breaks. see as soon as it's, they start yeah. getting,
0: as soon as, because, I mean, up until this time, for, even from the opening it's monologue, great. yeah, things are going fantastic for these guys. They haven't had hang-ups. And now that these turtles are coming in and screwing up everything, you know, it's like it's like dad coming home and beating his son or something right. like
3: that. You know, it's like,
1: I
2: thought we are a
3: family. Uh, exactly, okay. and that's when the dynamic... is going to bring
1: out the uh, axes cooking up. You're probably right. I guess I didn't get that because I just kind of figured that shit went on all the time. You guys fuck up, and then he beats the shit out of you. But maybe this is like the first time that that ever happened, and you're right. I suppose that does work better. And that might happen if, like, they're blood family, but, like, if you're just part of this
3: thing and this dude starts kicking the shit out of these guys, you're like, whoa, wait a second. Well, it's, second. To,
0: well, it's like the kids, they're all for each other, because, like I said, the kids all think they're part of a family, you know? But, yeah, as soon as Master Tetsu lashes out, that's when kind of, like, they're like, wait a second. Hold yeah. a second. He's
2: yeah. gonna beat
0: the fuck out of us after we just got the shit kicked out of us? <laughs> yeah, what kind
1: of, yeah. What this kind sucks. of family? This There's guy, your he's family. Jerk. Yeah. yes. And the Turtles, I suppose we should mention, hang out. Uh, their home, home base is in a, a, in the sewer in under the New sewer, York, sewer. where it's like, what was this, the address? Something, something, in an eighth? No, that's, that's where... Oh, <laughs> where that's they uh, have their pizza delivered. So yeah, they live in a where sewer, they the pizza. and they have this obsession with pizza, of course. They're Turtles. Cause they're Doesn't teenagers. everybody? They're the teenagers. <laughs> <laughs> Which leads to a couple of funny gags.
3: Well, I like how Very Michelangelo, funny. the first time you see him ordering a pizza on the phone, he's like... And no anchovies, dude. If there's one anchovy on that pizza, like, he's, you know, he's just, he's a character. Michelangelo. Actually,
1: yeah. Did he maintain that uh, kind of surfer dude mentality? I think throughout? he went in and out. Yeah, because he, he had it at the beginning, and that was what made me think of, you know, we were talking earlier, maybe you can talk about this now, that at the end of it, they come up with a catchphrase, which is cowabunga, because it's a surfer term. But, you know, you're saying Well, I
0: that. thought, I mean, I thought he has the... Uh, that's almost how I gauge Mikey whenever I'm watching a Turtles movie or a cartoon or whatever. Is he's always, like, he's always surfer dude. But then whenever there's something too serious to, you know, he breaks it. Like, I love the scene. Okay, because, okay, this is kind of the breakdown of the movie where, you know, the the, the Turtles go out. They, they, they save April O'Neil, like, right off the bat, right? And when they go downstairs, you know, Splinter explains to them that, like, no matter what, you guys got to stay in the shadows, you know, just... You know, we're just not—we're not ready to go be with the humans. You know, we're pretty much fucking freaks and and whatnot. And uh, so, whenever I watch these movies, whenever Mikey breaks the Surfer dude, that's when I know something serious happened. And so when 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 Donatello. Uh, comes up to Michelangelo and Michelangelo's waiting for the pizza he's like hey did you ever think about what Splinter said you know not having him." and Michelangelo won't even talk about it you know he's just like nah, pizza dude's late you know you don't yeah. even Yeah. he doesn't want to even think about them not having Splinter you know right this right. movie's all heart yo it's all family and
3: yeah. even when they argue like Donnie and Mikey they're like if Raph and Leo are gonna fight or argue they're like uh Kitchen Like yep, (laughs) like just getting out of the you know they just don't want to be in
0: that environment. They they're yeah. Obviously it happens a lot, you know. Yeah. Well, it's
1: cool because it implies that they know each other well enough to you know that's one of those kind of like little moments that happens that gives you insight into their character. Right. right? I mean, it's kind of. But no, I mean, what I was uh, trying to get at you earlier about Travis was the cowabunga catchphrase because you're saying in the newer Turtles they don't use that anymore.
0: No, yeah, that was always, because I'm not even positive, like, I'd have to go back and even look at the old comic books, I'm not even sure how much bung was a comic book thing, I'm I'm just not positive, but, you know, of course it was like a staple of the...
1: Was it co-opted by Bart Simpson?
0: You know, it's hard to say, right?
3: Well, I mean, if it's the cartoon say. was 87, Simpsons was 89. Was it? So, yeah. Like
0: Tracy Ullman's first oh, episodes were 89? Well,
3: I don't know if they were saying it in that. Yeah, I know. It's
0: hard to say, right? I don't yeah. know where California Well, I know
1: it was, was like, right. I mean, it was like a popular, like, you know, California surfers uh, huh. thing, I think, like, you know, when you're on the wave or whatever. You know, right. You do a lot of surfing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, but I don't know, like, well,
0: I'm sure the cartoon <laughs> is really what drove it into the fans, you know. I'm sure the cartoon is what really drove the Cowabunga. Well, even
3: the logo, like the title card, that's from that's the, the cartoon. Yeah, that's the cartoon, yeah. That's not the comic book no, at all, no. that's like straight
0: up the cartoon. That's okay. why it was so weird to see, you know, how much this is so much like the comic books and not the cartoon, but you still have a lot of comic book or cartoon references, like the that's, masks where, I mean, that's, and the
2: that's where they're getting there. <clears throat> that's where their audience is coming from, the kids who... And
0: that's what's so interesting, though. It's like, that's where they, put, but why wouldn't they stick with the cartoon, right? Right, yeah. You would see
3: a crane or a brain. You,
0: you don't well, see anything. No, like you couldn't, that. yeah, because Shredder was even totally different in the cartoon, where, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, Shredder, like,
2: Shredder wore purple, purple, I think, purple and black. He always had a purple cape.
0: Yeah, and he works for a Crane, <laughs> and, like, I don't
1: even know what the fuck they do underneath the ground in the Technodrome. I want to say that Shredder was a fellow cloaked in an improbable, uh, impractical armor. He wears a giant cape that's got a train on it that covers up these uh, razor blades he's got on his shoulders. Yeah. He wears a giant samurai helmet that yeah. looks just way oversized. Oh, that's awesome. You know, because obviously he's covering the scars from where Splinter, when Splinter was a young rat in his master's dojo, like scratched him on the face. But, I mean, just watching it, like, I remember seeing him in the comics and, like, that looked kind of cool, but actually seeing that on a dude was like, should you, should you take that thing off, man? I mean, it looks kind of, you know. Imagine
0: if somebody yeah. tried to, like, kick him in the face. He just has to move his shoulder up, and your, like, foot is on his shoulder <laughs> yeah, blades, yeah. I mean, you I know? I it.
1: I get it. It's on. just, it's one of those things where, like, I, I understand that they're being faithful to their source material, so cool. I give them that. But, like, it's one of those things that I think, like, when you see it, like, for real, it's like, that's kind of impractical. It looks better as a drawing. That's crazy. Well, yeah, you're I th- talking about a movie with turtles. <laughs> yeah, well, but they looked they looked very good that's the know, thing, Yeah, as
3: as well developed as those costume, turtle costumes are, it kind of felt a little bit like they went to the back of the props closet and put together the shredder yeah. outfit. You know, crazy. Like, some yes. of that could have had a little bit more, uh, like I don't know, more, I don't know, weight to it. Yeah, a couple just, more
1: revisions at the design shop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I
2: kind of felt that thing. It kind of went weird with the costume. It's
1: crazy. Well, okay, here's I the like, other question. That in, the, that. in the comic, does he always wear the cape? Because no. he's basically...
0: No. Okay. The cape is from the cartoon.
1: Oh. Because yeah. he only wore the cape like once, and then after that it was pretty much off. Yeah. And then he just yeah. kind of looked like he had this big giant head.
0: Yeah, it was awesome. I love I love how the camera always like goes behind it and like you know gets the crazy and then he like moves his head to- towards the camera to get the weird angle. Yeah, but that's awesome. one of the coolest than... helmet
1: designs since
0: Vader. But, but is when Shredder's you see head. him when you see him in,
1: in long shot, then it's like he looks like Darth Helmet.
0: <laughs> I think, I think that... it's really the size of the mouthpiece that does that. It. Yeah. It's the size of the mouthpiece because having something that practically like covers your entire mouth and is made of metal. Yeah. It's got to be kind of big.
3: Maybe if it was just a little less shiny. I don't know. or More nicks in it. Like he had seen some battle. There is something about it. it Who was can just, battle it was, the Shredder? Who? It was too, Well, not they, the turtles. Exactly. Yeah, the turtles yeah, the get their ass whooped. He's a master, yo. Shredder's a master. Shredder is.
0: You Shredders fight get. good in the old style.
3: But how badass is Splinter in that scene? I mean, he just stands there and then he pulls out the nunchucks and... <laughs> whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. And then He's next thing out. you know, Shredder's hanging from the ceiling. Or yeah. from the roof it's amazing.
0: Yeah, it's weird the dynamic cuz it's like okay, really, if you look in the eyes of the character, this is how they relate to each other. It's like so it opens with April O'Neil just broadcasting about the Foot Clan and how bad it is, right? It doesn't really tell you why the turtles would go to the news channel and uh and like watch her protect her or anything like that. You just know that hey, it just happens that way. Yeah, right? well
1: she was a they just patrol or whatever and she was a victim of a mugging and they just happened to be there. That's how I took it. You took it as they just patrol? Because I took it because when they go back, you know... I took it as that. Well, yeah,
0: that makes sense because when they watch TV, they go, it's the news lady. Mm. Yeah, and Mikey's in love with her. But then, okay, so... So... Then, Raphael kind of takes it upon himself. Well, he wants his side back. Yeah. That she finds. Yeah. So, he goes down into the subway the Foot Clan is going to deliver a message to April O'Neil. I love, I've always loved that scene. He holds up, holds up his fist, opens it up, and then slaps her. Shut <laughs> it! That's fucking genius, man. That's pretty for for just a stupid thug. I think that's a really yeah, cool yeah, scene yeah. for a dumb thug. Deliver this
2: yeah. to we we have, have a, a message for you. We have
0: a message for you, Miss O'Neil. Shut it! Shut it! <laughs> so then, Raphael, which I, that's like one of my favorite scenes. That sigh, like scraping against the gravel, then. That fuck. It's just like I mean, before nowadays, every action scene is shaky as shit and like whatever. But you know, having that be his point of view, running after the. I always took
2: that as like I always took that as like he's like fueled by rage and it's like a rage. That's what that. Well, yeah, he's rushing so quickly. Ah! Ah! Rage. You just have anger. Well, yeah,
3: he's fueled by pure emotion.
0: Yeah, exactly. Raphael's pure emotion. That's like his flaw. Well, Splinter also points points that out earlier. How. He's like, your brother, like, you guys all have this desire to go to the world, and you know you can't, so it kind of fucks you up inside, but Raphael's the only one that deals with it by himself, he doesn't just kind of, you know, they kind of realize that all they have is each other, if they'll never be able to live in the real world, so, but Raphael doesn't, like, party with those other guys, you know, he goes sees movie by himself, or, you know, he's still kind of a loner guy, which is, I like why he meets Casey Jones, you know, just sitting well, in a park, and they kind of rough each other up, and they like each other's no-guff attitude, and... And the cool thing about it
3: is Why are
2: you fucking with my buddy over here? There's... <laughs>
1: the the, the, the well, that's, R-rated version of Teenage Mutant. That, that's, <laughs> well, that's the, scene, that's the scene,
3: I think, that explains it, like how the, you have these four turtles, teenage turtles, that... Uh, this sounds ridiculous, just saying it out loud, but they're, they're, they're four different personality types that, like, together their strengths make, like, one, you know, like super power like without there's that scene when like they're fighting in the antique shop and somebody's like man we could sure use raf right now and you know he's unconscious
0: Well, like but i always took that as you know their whole lives they've trained as four yeah you know so they lose one of those four people their training is a little thrown off you know they're not practiced at only fighting with three guys you know Mm -hmm.
3: but but like even their personalities like everyone has a distinct you know Personality type that they they all bring to the table to create like this great you know
0: and you know earlier we I, were talking about how it didn't show Donatello be, I don't know he fixed the truck
3: yeah I was gonna I was gonna mention that later on. yeah he did fix the truck because I I did realize that while see we were this talking. is I mean everything it's that you're talking things, about here yeah. I
1: mean again I, I, I'm removed from this I think like I was maybe a generation ahead <laughs> or something so like I, I I you know I saw this movie when it came out but I had not seen the comics or the TV show. And so this was basically the only thing I, I had. So, like, you're pointing out these character things. Where you're like, yeah, I know who this is because they did this. And it's like, well, I was watching it, the only one who really stood out to me is like, okay, I can identify that he's a different guy. It was uh, Raphael.
0: Really?
1: Yeah. I mean, he was the one, who, because he was, like, so, you know, isolated from the rest, and then, you know, the movie followed him on a, you know, he would go off by himself. He got beat up. He was the one who had to, you know, get, uh, uh, you know, he, had to recover from his wounds or whatever. Right. Uh, So he had a distinct personality to me. The other ones, I mean, aside from the the colors, it was difficult to tell them apart sometimes because they were all, you know, cracking jokes, and they're all basically the same type of guy. I understand that, you know, they've obviously put in little moments for, you know, if you know that one of them's a scientist, then, you know, okay, so he fixed the truck. It's like you saying that. It's like, okay, well, that's that's there, and I got that, but I don't know how... Check, check this, this it was, out though like, that i could identify like well he's the one who does this he's the one who does that right he's the one you know as an outsider yeah i don't know how well but i i'm not i'm not saying that's a bad thing i'm just saying right. i'm just, just i like that
0: because i mean really because I mean, they are brothers you know mm-hmm. brothers can be totally different but at the same time they got the same sort of whatever and i like how uh you know the whole movie like you said Raphael's this distinct personality, right? And it's not until he gets Splinter back at the very end, when they're trying to guess what to say, he goes, totally tubular, dude. You know, he totally acts like one of the other surfer guys because he has Splinter back. You know, at first he loses the sigh, he's like, damn. Then he loses Splinter, and he's in a rage for the whole movie. As soon as everything is back in place, he's this totally tubular you know yeah. he's cracking joy He is one of those guys. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. just needs everything to be in place. Yeah. You know, yeah. can't but, fuck his day up w- at least one little bit, or else it ruins Raphael's day.
1: And even you know, even past what I was saying, I mean, I did still appreciate those moments where like the two of them knew that the other that they should get out of the room because these other guys are going to fight. Because oh, what are they doing? They're fighting. Yep. All right, it's time to go to the kitchen because like this happens all the time.
3: Yeah. <laughs> you know, and in that fight, uh, Raph says something to Leo. He's like well, why don't you tell us what to do, fear, fearless leader? And he's like, I never took on that role, but he's like, well, you sure act like it a lot. You know? I so didn't get that, that
1: either because I thought Raphael was the one who seemed like he was the well, more forceful person. I'm like, well, this is the leader of the group, he right? He is, but, but it, Raphael it,
0: wants to be. Raphael's so subdued, he would like to be leader, but you know, that's why when Leonardo isn't acting, he wants to act. He's like a leader should act. You know, because he's yeah. all emotional, right? Yeah. Raphael's pure emotion, so he just wants to act, and hey, a leader should be fucking in charge and whatever. Uh, Even though Leonardo says, I never said I was your great leader or whatever, <laughs> I've always seen it as, yeah, yeah. I've always seen oh, it yeah. as Leonardo's fucking Cyclops. Definitely, because the, the, fir-
3: the first time that they go to April O'Neil's house and they're eating pizza, Leo's like, all right, let's go, guys. Splinter's probably worried about us. Like, he's the one that's instigating, yeah, he's like, always the serious yeah, he boy, worries. He's always like the... Yeah, Not
2: serious, he, but he's he is. The, he's, he's the practical one. Well, he takes the training way
0: more. Everybody else, yeah, they're ninjas. Fucking Leonardo is a. He's going to be the master. Nin, uh, you know, Leonardo is going to be the guy that replaces Splinter sometime in the in the future. I've, I've you know? Like,
2: it's like Leonardo is like the best of all. Like as far as fighting skills are concerned,
3: fighting skills and just like he's better than all. He doesn't care if he's, like, their buddy partying with him. He cares about, you know, what their mission is or what their goal is, is to protect, you yeah, know. Yeah, because
2: he's the one who successfully does the meditation technique. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's it's another scene where splinter. he's, yeah, yeah, he's. He goes, okay, we have to do this in order to find Splinter. Because he's right. the one who takes the training to the next level. Right,
3: The so yeah. true he's master
0: a is not a master of his body, but of his mind. <laughs>
3: yes. True ninja. While well, um, the other ones are playing Trivial Pursuit.
0: yeah. Which, again, there you go, with Donatello. I I like how they do, they pepper their personalities in there, because the first question is, like, what was the novel set in the Napoleon... Of course, it's Donatello, War and Peace, you know. (laughs) (laughs) All those other guys, they don't know shit. Donatello's the one guy that really knows a lot about the human culture in a weird way. Well, I
1: I guess, you know, this is more, this is making me respect the screenwriters more, I guess, as I I listen to you guys, because obviously they had all this information to draw from. They knew the characters, and then were able to bring the, you know... Yeah, pepper that into their. Uh, I'm telling the you, that's what makes
0: almost every single. Ex- I mean, the original '87 cartoon show is pretty fucking hard to watch. I gotta admit, except for the first three or four episodes, which are pretty brilliant, even animated, really good. And the one from the '90s is a little not as fun, and I don't know, just doesn't have the cool humor, or whatever. But almost every incarnation of the turtles really was
2: the TMNT. That was
0: the what they consider to be the fourth film. Even though wait a second, yeah. Before we get there, I guess. So this
2: this
1: movie, should we talk about the sequels?
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, when you talk about sequels, yeah. Unless
0: there's anything,
3: I mean. Well, what was it going to be your point though? I mean,
1: like was the fourth movie.
3: Well, no, any incarnation of the turtles. Oh, they're
0: just. I mean, they do a good job at at adding more, adding more, adding more, adding more. Right. I mean, they just always because, like I said, we can explain who these four turtles are. So all writers ever have to do is keep keep exploring different areas of that. Like, there's a new, there's a brand-new Nickelodeon show on that's completely computer-animated for the turtles. And that has, so far, been one of my favorite incarnations just because the writers really, really think about how different these turtles are and really explore, I mean, just everything about... I mean, I don't know. It's just really well, that's cool.
1: That's cool. I mean, if that, that means that, you know, you have, like, at least specific... That means that they're developed you know, developed characters well enough, like, in their, you know, maybe not, I mean, mean, this, again, just my personal, you know, perspective, maybe not so much in in the first movie, but if you look at, like, all the collective stuff as a whole, it's like they've been defined over all of this, you know, all this material. Splinter
0: taught them to be ninja teens. They're heroes in a half shell and they're green. I mean, it was in the first song. That's (laughs) like really every little kid knows about the turtles because, uh, because Leonardo, it's like, Leonardo, uh damn it, what's the what are the lyrics? That's fucking come on, we might have to edit this. Um
3: (laughs) Yeah, I don't well it'll be on the end of the uh, podcast. Talk
2: about the uh
0: well, whatever you know. Oh, it's, it says know Donatello the does the machines. Michelangelo is a party dude. Waha, whatever. Yeah. The cartoon. The very first time you watch the cartoon, the song tells you the yeah. personalities of these poor turtles. Exactly. I mean, it is it's... as simple as like when someone talks about a horror movie, and they're like, "That's the Jock. That's the that's the horror. That's the stoner." That it is almost that simple. But I mean, it's been well, it's yeah, been it's over be, thirty years yeah, that they've been writing
1: these characters. That. Yeah, because they've got this personalities built up. They have. They know. You know. All these things that they would do wouldn't do what makes them individuals. You but know? for
3: for me, oh, <laughs> uh, here we go. <laughs> well, just real quick for me, that all that stuff at the farm explains all of that. Like that could be the start to the cartoon. Like it's except for it's April O'Neil in the movie narrating it, saying, "Well." You know Leonardo, he's this Raff is that. You know she didn't
0: really talk about Michelangelo, did she? She just said Leonardo's well, this, or Donatello's this, Leonardo's this, Casey Jones is this. Yeah, yeah, that's all I got. Like a party dude. Yeah. Like she didn't care about. Me. I wonder he's the most was on the surface.
3: He's like you, you take that guy, you know, as the cover. Well, I, I
0: don't. Yeah, I don't think he shows you. That's why he's all surfer party dude. You know, he doesn't show you his emotions. You know, not at all. That's no. why. Yeah, that's why he doesn't want to talk about if Splinter died at the very beginning. That's why he's the one that's like bawling. But when they actually, yes. Make a psychic link yep. to Splinter you know that's the one time he like really lets down and that's the most well, that's one of the it. most powerful scenes he does <laughs> I see eternal like, cry it makes me
3: cry. yeah cause he's, he's got that hard outer half shell <laughs> it's almost like a fun loving I it's like a fun loving do, where man.
0: I don't care it's almost like an alcoholic I'm so fun loving I don't gotta think about the problems in my life mm-hmm. that's Michelangelo I'm just ah pizza and la 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 la, la. Right. Even when even when even think about this even when Splinter was telling them I'm not going to be around forever. He's on the phone ordering a pizza. He don't even want to fucking hear it, you know? Yeah. yeah. This is a great script. It really (laughs) is. The only thing that's really crazy... Okay, so Raphael brings April O'Neil down in the thing, uh, in the sewers, and one of the foot soldiers follows him, right? So the foot soldiers, as far as they know, this foot soldier goes back... It doesn't show this in the movie, but you're just, you know, you're, like, making things connect. Mm -hmm. So the foot soldier has to go back and be like, Oh, my God, we went to go kill that April O'Neil chick? And this, like, turtle thing came out and kicked our asses. And I followed it in the sewers, and I know where it's at. And they're like, all right, we'll go again. Maybe they're still there. But the turtles were gone. They went back to April O'Neil's house. So they just just grabbed Splinter. So it's crazy to me. It's just crazy thinking to me that Shredder picks up this fucking giant rat. And, you know... (laughs) (laughs) And he's just like, what is this fucking thing? Who are these people messing with our shit, you know? We wanted to kill that April O'Neill, and and these weird creatures protected her, you know? And then throughout the movie, I like that in the, uh, when all the, this is like the most martial arts part of this movie to me, when all the foot are fighting in the, uh, in the uh, once a a second time around shop or whatever, uh, April Mm O'Neill's The antique shop. Yeah, antique shop that Master Tetsu dude is in the background just looking at how the turtles fight, you know? He's uh-huh. doing the slow walk around. I mean, I kind of wish the, the camera would have, like, been on him a little bit longer just because that's, like, a martial arts cinematic thing, watching all these dudes sh- fight. There's just one guy not fighting anybody, just <laughs> looking. Yeah,
3: and I always wonder how, like, he describes to the Shredder how they fight. Like, is it verbally, or does he show well, they them?
0: Know. Or... You know, they know this technique. They know this technique. Because when you're a Master of Martial Arts, you know, like oh, they use the dragon claw. Only, only this clan and this clan use the dragon claw. That they, they know. That's how they can deduce that you know, whatever from the doing. way yeah. you describe their fighting. <laughs> this
1: reminds me of something from the past, which is his. something familiar. Yeah, something, when he fought Splinter's from the owner. Past. And they were part of the uh, same
0: club. They were part of Harukosaki and Hamato Yoshi were part of the same clan. Yeah.
1: So he
3: and he saw that goddamn rat like mimicking all of his moves. So he probably thought this fucking rat.
0: No, that's what's awesome about it is. Yeah, Shredder didn't even fucking see the rat. He just has a rat that they know helped protect April O'Neil, right? Yeah. And then throughout, like, fucking, what are these turtles? You know, (laughs) like, you know, Shredder's gonna be freaking out. Like, this is crazy. Yeah. And. There's then Tetsuyu tells him, holy shit, you know, they're kind of using some of our old moves. <laughs> yeah. Shredder's
1: going to be like, this is crazy. And it's and, only at the end when Shredder says that, or Splinters, yeah, him, when I was, I, you have the mark on your face from where I've yeah, made well, it. I was you like, killed my master. my
3: master. Oh, son of a bitch.
1: Yeah. Well, that was my, awesome.
2: I think my favorite line, and like, I just my favorite line of the whole movie is Death comes to us all, Saki. <laughs> this is my favorite line, yeah. but for you, like
3: it. it comes worse
0: Yo. because it comes without honor. Now I be, now I finish <gasps> what I began with your ear. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's an awesome.
3: Out comes yeah. the nunchucks, and then event the eventual whoops by Casey Jones. And okay, so all, all right, this brings up a good question: We never see Shredder get out of that dump truck no. or that garbage truck, right? Yeah. But he survives to the second movie. But that
0: wasn't until this, money, this movie made money. Because in the... Okay, Shredder? Shredder dies in Ninja Turtles number one. Oh, really? Shredder was never supposed to be a Darth Vader character. Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird were like, Hey, we're drawing this fucking weird comic book about these turtles. Who's going to be the villain? This Shredder guy. And they kill him. I, I don't even know if it's the same way. I know they drop him off a building. So, yeah. And then... It wasn't until a few issues later, maybe six six or... I don't even know how many issues later. That's when they did the story called Return to New York. And that's like almost what this is. This is almost like the first issue of Turtles. And then they did a, uh, a uh, story called Return to New York where the original creators came back and uh, drew and wrote like a little thing. And that has like the... Uh, The uh, it has, I mean, second time around shop that is the name of the shop in the comic books. I mean, this movie's a crazy edit. I swear to god, it's like Sin City, like. Watchmen, this. I mean, this is one of the big, like, almost perfect adaptations of the original material.
3: I do want to point out that the warehouse where all the shenanigans are going on at, is at uh, East, East Avenue. In, no, it's with,
0: the East Warehouse on, on, on uh, Lairdman Laird Island. Lairdman Island. <laughs> Laird Island, yes. Oh, the East yeah. <laughs> Warehouse on Lairdman Island. Yeah,
3: yeah, that's pretty oh, good. Creator, there was also
0: a, a lot of times in the background at their uh, little hangout, you see boxes of Archie Comics, which Archie Comics, they did the cartoon comic, which was called the Ninja Turtles Adventures. They did the comic books based off the cartoon. Oh, really? Yeah, and wow. you saw
1: at least two shout-outs from them. Nice. Yeah, I caught that. I saw those. All right, so this was followed uh, like two years later by The Secret of the Ooze. Secret of the Ooze. Secret of the Ooze. All right, oh, I know yeah. I saw it, but I do not oh, remember God. this it's movie. It's pretty rough.
2: Uh, yeah, because see, like they they went with a different uh, everything. They, yeah, they 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 got different costumes. Yeah, so. You're, uh,
1: turtle tur- the the suits,
3: yeah, actual yeah. suits. They look different. They look uh, yeah, really like, weird. They're yeah. like Morgan Freeman suits. Like they have these weird freckles. They got yeah, and they and got huge face.
0: eyes. I got huge cartoony. Like Donatello looks the fucking weirdest out of the bunch. And they, like, got rid of his, like, intelligence and made him more goofy, like Mikey. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. always I mean, Corey like,
1: Feldman wasn't back for that one, though, right? No. Uh, that's what no, I no,
0: I don't think anybody was back. Maybe maybe the guy that played Michelangelo, maybe? Yeah, I Because Casey
1: Jones is not in it. He's not back. And he it's April O'Neil?
0: No, it's no. a different actress, too. No, <laughs> but, but it, they do okay. get... Uh, the characters
1: in it, but a different act.
3: Is it Kino?
0: Who is it? Ernie Reyes Jr., the guy that played... He played the fighting... He played in the suit for the fighting scenes as Donatello in the first movie. And uh, they liked him so much. And You know, he's not a bad actor. He was in The Rundown. He beat the shit out of The Rock. He was like the crazy dude on the vines. That was the last time I seen Ernie Reyes Jr. Mm. in a movie, which was amazing. I couldn't believe it when I was looking at it. I'm like, is that fucking Ernie Reyes Jr.?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I was, was, oh
0: man, that made that
1: movie worth it. It seems like I'm missing something that he was in, like a Spielberg movie or something. What? No, No, no I can't remember. He's not in The Goonies or something? That's the guy from the... Because I Whatever, swear to God, he was, Indiana like, on Jones Red Sonja. In, uh, he was in some... Yeah, yeah. That's he, a different guy. Yeah. That's ki Kwan. All right, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so there's a secret of the ooze, but uh, Shredder's back. Shredder's back. Even though he gets crushed in a garbage, ca- in a garbage truck right. in this one. Yeah, they yeah. don't even explain
0: it. He's just, like... It's like the, the dump truck actually went to the junkyard and just dumped him out. And he yeah. just, like, stands up and puts his fucking dungeon-ass helmet on.
3: Now, we should but preface they, this.
0: They, like actually set up headquarters in the same junkyard so Shredder (laughs) don't even want to move from that place he's like fuck it here I am I love this area
3: (laughs) it's good real estate during the two years that they're you know filming and making the sequel they're still doing the cartoon at this time
0: right oh maybe maybe I think so because I want to say the cartoon lasted ten seasons oh yeah Yeah. definitely so there's a good chance cartoon I'm pretty sure the cartoon was still going pretty sure I'm sure it was, because it was... And I eight- want to say by the... T- I'm sorry, go ahead. Well, it was 87 that the cartoon 87. started. Yeah, so if it was 10 years. But yeah. then again, sometimes... Like, back in the 80s, the first season would literally be four or five episodes. Right. So, true. it you know, that could jump things up a little bit, you know?
3: Well, my point is, in the cartoon, we got to know Rocksteady and Bebop. Yeah. Right? They're, they're these two big muta- mutated goons that are the bad guys. And then in the movie, the second one... All I wanted was Rocksteady and Bebop, but instead I got, uh, everybody got... Toka and Rezar. Toca and Rezar. Who was a snapping turtle and a wolf. And one was a baby, or were they both babies? They they're babies!
0: Yeah, they were both babies. Ah! <laughs> yeah, they were both babies. <laughs> because this is the like, movie world where Mutagen doesn't turn humans into monsters, or whatever, Last they... Whatever animal they've either had the most contact with or the last contact with, I, don't, I think it kind of goes both ways.
3: But why not Rocksteady and Bebop? I don't know.
0: Because it would have been awesome to see a huge rhino. Yeah. And yeah. a huge warthog. That's it, what I was waiting for. It been but great. maybe they just didn't have, like, I don't know, maybe they didn't have... Well, Bebop's they only... pretty
2: goddamn fucking, he's 80s, he's... he's... Definitely really well, here's... With the pink sunglasses, with the... <laughs> <laughs> <That's> <laughs> my My, my first
0: explanation of probably what the situation actually is, is they probably didn't have the film rights to the cartoon version, you know what I mean? Yeah. They only had film, like, the oh, new the characters movie coming the, out oh, is yeah. going to be more like the car, like the 1987 cartoon version than any other, which is fucking
3: weird. Yeah.
0: Because it's like, okay, we're like, we've transitioned all this time. There's a new Turtles cartoon out right now. And this movie we're making is going to have, like, it's. she works at Channel 6. It's going to have Vernon. I don't even know if it's going to have that. I forget the geeky friend April O'Neil had Velma. I yes, think that's her name. Something like that. I like right? how the, uh, remember the boss at the Turtles? She's like, oh, I hate those stinky Turtles. <laughs> no, no. You know, it was almost like a J. Jonah Jameson. The only reason he wanted bad press against Turtles is his, like, bimbo girlfriend hated st- Icky Turtles. <laughs> yes, but is the new movie going to have
3: Rocksteady and Bebop? I have no idea. Well, okay,
1: so who is there? Okay, so, so the third movie, what was that called? Uh, Ninja, turtles, turtles in Time. Turtles in Time is horrible. Yeah. Which the actor when Casey Jones. I guess they go to Japan? I've never seen it. They go to, they like, go to Japan
0: in Feudal Japan. Day. Yeah. yeah. Feudal Day Japan. What's dumb is the actor that plays Casey Jones comes back. Wait. Yeah, he's just like. Some... Is Yeah. Oh, he wow. comes back he's for part three, but. He's not Casey Jones. He's what you're supposed to assume is a descendant of Casey Jones that is like being held prisoner because it's about like a it's about like an American. There's a few- well, ans- I don't know. Whatever. Oh, okay, That's, ancestor descendant. Yeah, so is back the same in thing? back in
1: feudal. <laughs> <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, 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 I get it. Okay, yeah.
0: descendant is my descendant. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, his ancestor who's like because it's it's like an American guy selling arms to the Japanese. It's like. It's oh, okay. like The Last Samurai. Oh, plot. okay, okay. okay <laughs> so The yeah, well, yeah. Last Samurai stole its plot from Turtles in Time. We all fucking <laughs> you know heard it. You heard it here first, <laughs> folks. I'm telling you. <laughs> all right, so that was, so it okay, was just so horrible. Th- then
1: that one went to theaters. And
0: it had Tarzan Boy on the soundtrack. Oh, 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 oh. wow. So that was in theaters Tonight's or was it not in theaters? It, it was, was, in it, was the theater. a it was in theaters. Was, oh, yeah. I and never then, saw it because it, it looked rough.
1: terrible. So, was what rough. was the gap between uh, that one? I mean, uh, the that fact that it doesn't 90... seem like you know Tom, the big uh, Turtle, Turtles fan here, didn't see the third one means that like you know their their, uh, their uh, fortunes at the at the theater must have declined. So then, it's how long between that and TMN I think. Well, I I could only imagine Turtles three would have been ninety
0: four ish. Yeah, they're bots, probably. They're about if if yeah if Captain uh, Google, is but if the unless they hate. did them like so quickly because I mean the other ones look so cheap they might have been able to do so quickly. Mm-hmm. But I think you what can only like as long as we that.
1: have these suits we can make them. Yeah, make. yeah.
2: it's called Turtles. Fucking k- parents <laughs> will like kids will cry their parents. Teenage Mutant Turtles three was in nineteen ninety three. Whoa, so so where's year 2? ninety two, 92? Yeah. turtles. Uh, Secret of the Ooze 90? was ninety one. Holy 91. shit! So yeah, they really—I so, mean, they wait, just
0: whipped this, together. Wait, is this from ninety? This, this one right here? This one's ninety part yeah. one. It is ninety. This okay. is So they just like whipped up Turtles yeah, right, two, two, two and three. Wow.
2: And TMNT was two thousand seven. So it was not from ninety three yeah. to two thousand seven. We went without a Turtles movie. All right,
0: uh, so TMNT damn, it, sorry, it should never happen again. <laughs> I,
3: I was just gonna say, I know it happened for me, and if you're around my age, uh, between. TMNT, or Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 and 3 I think puberty happened
0: and what the
3: fuck? I was more I'm interested taking, uh, oh, I, I was more interested in girls than turtles
0: <laughs> Dude, I, was watching,
2: I, I was I, watching I was watching turtles
0: while fucking girls I don't know what you guys are talking
2: about <laughs> <so>. Jesus <laughs> Christ you don't give up on turtles <laughs> I yeah. watched D trolls D- Wow, fuck yeah, I guys. had this image of
1: Travis like Quote watching, like you, you gotta <Giannale> move over, man. Powered, <laughs> Quote of the year, oh yeah, yeah.
3: Oh, dude,
0: I had a well, I have an ex-wife. I made her fall in love with me while reading the death of Superman plot. <laughs> well, wow. so congratulations if you're, if you're good at it. It's hardcore. Yeah, you don't have to give up your nerdy past to uh, <laughs> get women's.
3: Well, now I go back to it, but, like, for that, you know, period of time, like, something was more important than Turtles. Do you want to know what
0: really happened in between Turtles 3 and TMNT? It was called Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles The Next Mutation, which was a live-action TV show. What? Oh, with the guys
1: with the suits. Yeah, but they still
0: look like shit. Yeah. And they introduced a girl turtle named Venus de Milo. Oh, I think I
3: remember. Yeah, there was some Uh,
0: weird dragon villain. Like, I'm, like, even as much as a Turtle fan as I am... I've never went and watched that show, ever, because it's just
1: like,
4: oh my god!
0: (laughs) Well, TMNT
1: was considered, because I think I saw that one, that was all CG, like a full CG CG movie, and that was considered a good Turtles movie? See, I
2: saw it, and I didn't like it. I like it. I didn't didn't like it because, like, the villain in that was, like, Shredder's daughter? Yeah, well, kind of, not really... Not, was it a, was really it doing, in
1: the timeline really of this this move, these movies Was it supposed to be like a sequel, or was it a new deal? No.
0: Well, they do. There's one scene at the very end of the movie where they have they have it's like one. It's almost like a trophy wall because well Raphael was like a vigilante at the beginning of a movie called The Night Watchman, remember? And at the end, when he decides to rejoin with the Turtles, they put the Night Watchman helmet on a like a a shelf. And next to the shelf is, like, the Shredder helmet. You can see the time, you can see the time uh, scepter from part three oh, in there. Okay. But you see Mausers. I mean, it's like one shot that encompasses everything Turtles. Oh, okay. You know? And that yeah. might just
3: be a nod to the
0: fans. It's too. just, it's for yeah. everyone. It's like, we don't want to discount every Turtle movie. Because I feel the same way, where it's just like, why? It isn't just fucking Turtles. I mean, it doesn't matter if you say this happened and this happened. or was like, it don't matter. It's... <laughs> Yeah. You know, because we are, we're talking about where the characters, like you said, we know these characters so much, they're defi- they are define themselves, you know, so you watch them act how they're gonna act, and most of them still, because, I mean, TMNT still had the same sort of leader, uh...
2: It's so like the power being, struggle yeah, between the power guys.
0: struggle between yeah. Raphael and Leonardo is who's to be leader or who's more adequately suited to be leader but I think that's just something that's gonna happen now that's like a
3: <laughs> that's always seemed to be like the most uh like that's what you can sink your teeth into watching the any Turtles mo- movie or show is that struggle of power you know between the two of them yeah and they both they both want the best for the group and they want to do good for society or humanity or whatever, but they, it's, it's like you got Raph who's coming through, Raphael who's coming from pure emotion and Leonardo who's coming from like this, you know, like educated respons- pure responsibility. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's got more, more of like, he, he can, you know, has more perspective on the situation where Raph is just like too emotional to like, he's just like, uh, I'm angry, so we're just gonna do this now. You know, I'm not gonna wait. I'm not gonna think it out. I'm just gonna go and fucking find Splinter by myself or whatever it might yeah. be. You know.
0: Well, in, T- in in TMNT, the fourth film, I guess you would call it. You know, the uh, Re- Leonardo has been on some sort of like a leader quest that Splinter set him on. Like, you go train by yourself for a year or two and come back. And Leonardo hasn't come back yet because he just doesn't feel like he's good enough. And Raphael, he's the night watchman because he's kind of pissed off. That what the hell, you know? Raphael is almost like the pure superhero out of the group. Raphael is about busting crime. He's about busting heads up. But I think that's just because he wants a healthy outlet to (laughs) release his anger. You know, (laughs) it might not be so much about the good deed. It's just this is the responsible way to to release. I think what Bruce Lee called it is that martial arts is it's uh expressing yourself physically you know yeah, yeah <laughs> expressing really yourself is, physically yeah. it's it's healthy to to if you're mad it's healthy to fucking punch whatever you're mad at you know yeah, whether yeah. It, it might not work for everybody but if you get good <laughs> enough at
3: it <laughs> well, whether it be the air or brick wall you know i mean you're gonna have certain repercussions if you punch a yeah. brick wall but yeah you're mm-hmm. you're releasing that emotion so that you don't go home
0: and beat your kid or your wife you know like like that's 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 definitely yeah. i don't know but karai was something that was uh karai was actually created for the ninja turtles cartoon that came out like shortly before tm i mean because the only reason they made tmnt is because peter laird uh one of the uh, the original artists uh produced a show ex- produced or executive produced i'm not sure but i know he also helped co- co-write some uh, episodes of uh, another turtle show in the early 2000s, I want to say. And uh, it had a lot of things close to the comic book, but it was, you know, they played with a lot. It wasn't as fun to me. But, yeah, they they, they created Karai, who's the daughter of the Shredder, you know. And I think they just want, like, a character. I don't know. Maybe it's... I've always thought, like, what is that? Someone April can fight? (laughs) Yeah, because they also... (laughs) go into teaching April a lot more martial arts. Like, that becomes, which I kind of like that. That's April, instead of, like, the old cartoon and even these, where April O'Neil just kind of gets into trouble or she's just with the turtles looking at them that shit happened, the new way it's it's told is that she meets them and she starts training under Splinter. You know, she's just, whatever,
1: you know. April's a, a lot younger in all the other incarnations than she is in this movie. Am I right? Or no?
4: The, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: she's yeah. pretty... Yeah, she's definitely kind of middle-aged in this movie, which I yeah. like, though. I
1: like she's she's more she's of an like up-and-comer. something like 22 or yeah. something. When.
3: You get the sense in this movie where she's hit this brick wall in her career, where, like, you know, because she's always trying to work an angle. The man is She's like, so-and-so yeah. over at Channel Whatever is making yeah, more...
4: Why did she
0: get more. fired? Because... Yeah. Okay, because so- Danny got arrested for stealing, right? That's what I like about this movie. It's deep, because it's like... There's things, they don't have to show you these scenes, but you know what's going on, right? This yeah. Is the, I, I didn't know what was going on. What?
1: Well, I know that the well, kid... Cause, okay, there's the, the scene the, where the well, kid... Well, her, her boss's kid gets arrested, so the cop chews out the boss. The boss then comes to April and is like, maybe you should lay off investigating this story. I'm assuming because he wants to protect his kid, right? Well, he...
0: I think it was just a deal. It was a deal that, that April or Neil is, like, busting his chops on live television, so then when Danny uh, gets arrested... Then oh, the chief can be leverage, like you got uh, a son named Charles Danny you know he can kind of get him off he probably got him out without bond or something like just like do me yeah, a favor just tell her. just get, that her,
1: April O'Neil just get oh, okay, her to shut okay. up yeah, so that
0: way that. when she does say you know I was you know something about how uh, these residents in, in, in whatever they 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 this reminds them of something that happened years ago in Japan he gets that phone call right away he's like damn it yeah. I, I, I thought
2: we had a deal
3: but uh, but then Charles the father is like he he goes over to April's house and he's not really like s- specific or clear like like if you if you were yeah. her boss wouldn't you go in and be like hey don't say anything because he the chief of police well, just
1: got my kid out of jail but you don't want to because I he mean, doesn't want to admit that his kid is was part of what she's investigating yeah that's how I took that yeah oh, for okay. sure yeah. but also I just I think it's
0: one of those things where. When you know you're kind of part of a crooked deal, because it's pretty crooked to suppress information just because a a chief of police is tired of looking stupid, that's like a conspiracy thing to me. So, of course, you know, yeah, of course the dude's not going to be like, I need you to stop talking about it. That way my son could get out of jail (laughs) without, like, any record of it or hassle or
3: And, by the way, how ridiculous is it that a reporter gets called into the chief of police's office? Like, that would never happen. You're reporting on a a story, and you call the chief of police out in a press conference, and he goes, "O'Neill, get in here. She doesn't work for him. Right. She can just leave. She can be like, fuck you, dude. I am reporting the story. I'm reporting the news. But he might be
0: giving her – because, I mean, the other end of the spectrum would be he just cuts her off of information, Right. Maybe. so I think he'd rather give her kind of like you know what the hell do you think you're doing here and what do you you know cause but she's I, trying to do some investigation she's trying to be a detective instead of just be a fucking reporter she's trying to be an investigative reporter yeah yeah but she was, she her most of her reporting
3: report or that press conference she, there was other people at that press conference like he's giving out the same information
1: it was, I think to it was her just,
0: that, no it was just her it What's was just, just that was her? the rest of her crew that was yeah. the cameraman the sub oh, guy really? okay yeah, I, I thought
1: it was a press conference too okay. but i also noticed that most of her her reporting quote unquote seemed to be editorials you know where she was When she was on TV, it wasn't reporting, really. It was like, this is my editorial, how I think, like, you know, the police are responding to this, and they suck, and they suck at their job, and who do we have to call on, blah, 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 you know, that kind of thing. But, I mean, again, this is... The best reporters of
0: the 70s and 80s, though, is people that try to take the reporting to the next level and be their own investigative reporters, you know. That's how you know a real reporter from an anchorman, a TV star, right? The, like, Walter Cronkite and the, all right, investigate the story, you know. hmm.
3: Yeah, you just you get a little, little bit more opinion than you see today, for sure. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. for sure. Cause, yeah. Well, it depends <laughs> on what channel you watch, but... Yeah, uh, yeah. We're, we should probably we should wrap this up. Well, this is like <laughs> yeah. The, we start talking about this the movie is again. Super. Yeah, yeah, movie. yeah. <laughs> this is uh, this is
1: the most informative uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles like uh, episode I think of probably any podcast that you can listen to. But we should wrap it up. Well, uh, that... Listen
0: to a Ninja Turtles podcast. <laughs> oh, they That's have those. The,
1: I'm... I am for sure right? uninformed. Oh yeah, I'm sure they do. All right. Well, we should start with Travis. What do you What do you got for a wrap up on this Travis?
0: <laughs> I love this movie so much to this day. I was impressed with the Blu-ray cleanup, because even on DVD, this movie looks grainy as fuck. And I thought the DVD cleanup was crazy cool. Like, I didn't even think they'd be able to do that at all. I just thought they shot in such low light that the film was, would be fucked. But, I just, I'm, I, I just I love the flow of this movie. Once again, like I've always said, I don't see why this isn't, like, Toted is one of the most... Uh, Faithful. Faithful. Thank you. Most faithful adaptations of a comic book movie, you know. Except for wondered. 1990, oh, where all you got is Batman and the fucking ninja. Turtles, you know? <laughs> it's just like, whoa. What
1: were you wondering? No, no. I was just wondering if maybe that's to the. That's what we've been talking about offline. I guess, like, you know, it's like whether that is the thing that the, the audience really cares about is how faithful it is or how good the movie is. I
0: don't know, because even as a kid. I only knew the cartoon, and I was like, why the fuck did they go with a rat just turning into Splinter instead of a Mokto-yo? I was confused, mm. just because it's so odd that you would have a national cartoon, and then use the source material that it was based off of, oh, and not, change you know. it so much, yeah. Yeah, it's just so yeah. weird that they would go back to that. So, this is probably, like, oh, God, this is one of, like, the first movies I remember seeing in theaters. I remember, like... This is one of the first movies I remember seeing, The like, you're just in the mall or something. You see the poster at the and I'm like, oh, my God, look at the turtles are, you know, well all four of their faces are just peeking out underneath. It's almost like the opening you we were just talking about, How, but it's all the turtles peeking out from underneath the manhole cover. I remember liking that poster. That it awesome reminded poster. me, like,
1: for some reason, and this probably doesn't, like, track at all, but it reminded me, like, the poster for Chud. Oh, I can see that. Cannibalistic Humanoid Underground Dwellers, where there's, like, For sure. guys living in the sewer. In and New it's York.
0: weird that the Turtles poster <laughs> didn't use the animation font. The movie used the animation font title, but not the poster. Hey, you right. Know, the rest of the movie... It has the big, big, the big, the big long, skinny block letters. Yeah. But, I mean, like I said, I think... I mean, this is when... I mean, Jim Henson was making movie magic. This is when... Uh, it's like, it's like, it's almost like when this movie came out, you're like, I can't imagine what will, what type of movie we'll see next, because they made the Turtles live, and then it just got worse and worse and worse, it's just like that, I mean, you can tell Jim Henson died, because people just quit giving a fuck about putting money towards puppets and animatronics, right? You know, I mean, shit, you got, I mean, you got Dragonheart just like a few years oh, later. Hellboy 2,
1: there's Guillermo del Toro's keeping it But that's nowadays, Yeah. <laughs> That's you a know. rare occurrence, though. I mean, everybody else just seems to do for sure, full CG.
0: And, I mean, I've always, I've been a Turtle fan since I can remember. I remember that being one of the first things. I grew up in Germany, and one of the first America things I ever got was the first, like, two or three videotapes of the Turtles. Well, first I like, opened up the toys, and we're like, Ninja Turtles. So, you know, we were like, what the Fuck <laughs> and shit. We thought it was some cheap-ass shit or some weird stuff, but thankfully we got the cartoons as well, so we were like instant fans. Me and my brother. This is one of those things where I like how, you know, every... every Oh, Spider-Man and everybody... All these people, they have these girlfriends that kind of like muddy up a lot of the story for me, where it's just like, oh, they just got to save their girlfriend, save their girlfriend. I've always liked how... it's like It's like Ninja Turtles and Fantastic Four, those are the only ideas that are meant for like a family dynamic. Those are like... That's you know, why
1: they don't need the girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because yeah. they have,
0: they just have something. I don't know. If you ask me, it's just like a bigger idea, really. You know, it's a bigger idea—the family dynamic, the idea of needing the people around you. I like how this movie it mirrors that with the Foot Clan, where you know you see these, you see a family that truly cares for each other, and you see the Shredder's family is just you know whatever. They just use them, and they just. We just whatever, man. It's just...
2: a true family movie.
0: Yeah, dude, true family film, and I think all even all the incarnations of it like really stick with that uh, idea. Even the new Nickelodeon cartoon even like makes it better to where Splinter they make the father son relationships even better in the new Turtles cartoon. Where I mean, he feels like a Miyagi. He jokes with them at the same time like kicking their ass, teaching them shit, you know. And uh, yeah, I, don't, I mean. This movie, never, I never get tired of this movie, ever, ever. This is not one of those movies where it doesn't age for me. It's just like, dude, this movie's perfect. I mean, I'm sure if I really thought really long and hard, I could pick out some things I don't like about it, but...
1: Why ruin it for yourself? Well, for the most part, <laughs> I think it
0: really does what it needs to do successfully. You know, I think it is funny where it needs to be funny. Are there some too many jokes? Yeah, maybe. But, you know, hey, like you said, it's kind of a family film. They're trying to make have levity, you know... Uh, you know you still got to see more I mean the reason why I'd like more turtles to go CG is because I do like to see them do ninja-y things and this movie goes pretty far out there with some ninja stuff I mean it it does what it needs to do I mean maybe it's not like you know Crossing Tiger or anything like that but you know you still get some good weapon play you still get some good like Donatello the guy that was Donatello was awesome with his staff and uh, I like all the voice acting perfect movie
1: well, there you go. Um, yeah, I mean, I uh, I saw this back in the day, and again, I missed the whole you know the teenage mutant ninja turtle phenomenon. knew it was out there. saw the movie in the theater. Uh, this kind of goes to what Travis was saying earlier. It's like I saw this. I mean, I remember the experience of seeing this in at the movies, and I remember at the time thinking it looked. Just from a ph- photography standpoint, and from like the production design, it looked very cheap. You know, they go out to the farm. Eventually, it's like they just shot this in a house, and it was really, really dark. Like everything, I just remember being like so dark and being like it gritty. And I'm like, God, this movie just kind of like you know, it just it really looks like crap. And that's why I, you know, again, I don't. You know, Travis says that we watched this a couple of years ago. I don't remember it. As far as I remember, I remember what I saw it in the theater, and I haven't seen it since until now. And I'm watching it tonight, going like. This is actually playing better than it did, like, in the theater. I mean, like, I can actually see what's going on, and this is actually, like, put together with some, you know, craft, and, you know, it came off a lot better than it did, I think, the first time around in the theater. Or in this, no, I'm selling Blu-ray transfer. Go get the Blu-ray. But, uh, yeah, the uh, I still think that the big draw of it is, you know, for me, is the, uh, the articulation of these fucking awesome uh, turtle suits. I mean the the design the 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 uh, articulation of them is like something to behold I mean I, I don't know you know it, it's a, it's almost I want to say a lost art but it isn't I mean obviously you have, you have the Guillermo del Toro's or somebody who still says you know practical effects still can look good I think the shit that was in this movie tonight looks good you know uh and again that could be just a bias of age. I don't know if you hold that up against, you know, some younger viewer looking at stuff going like, No, nah, it looks like crap, it looks like, you know, they're puppets or whatever. You know, it looks like that Dinosaurs TV show, you know yeah. remember, You know, Black when they would actually dinosaur that Dinosaur Family of stuff. Matters. Yeah, maybe. yeah, yeah. But, I mean, that was obviously, like, you know, in that same time period. For sure. Using that same technology. But, I mean, that has, like, its place. And I think in the Not fantasy. The yeah. <laughs> Not the baby. <laughs> well,
0: I thought the sweat on every, I mean, you could see, yeah. you could no, see yeah, each yeah, individual
1: yeah. cell. No, yeah, that their was cool. because their skin. Yeah, they had, like, they had t- skin texture and all this stuff. I mean, brilliant. I mean, I guess that goes back to the creature, the Jim Henson Company creature shop, you know, that that it looks so good. Um uh but yeah, I mean the, the movie itself, it's like, you know, I was I was I remembered bits and pieces about it as we were watching it and thinking like, ah, you know, it's like there's, you know, well this is kind of contrived or this is what but I don't think that matters because the target audience for this is kids. And you know, this is a very, it's a sweet natured film. I mean, that's actually what kind of, you know, came off the most of it. The fact that these guys, like, there's never a fight that they get into that they're ever really in any kind of peril. They are, you know, empowered to the fact that they can beat every, you know, there's 50 guys come at them, as yeah. four dudes, or just one dude, they can take them all out and be cracking jokes like, this is awesome, you should train more. You know, they're, they're better off, you know, better prepared than anybody who, who's coming at them. I did like the, uh, yeah, just the kind of the sentiment or the sentimental, you know, nature of it, that they were this group that, you know, it was a tight unit and that, you know, if any one of them, you know, I mean, like that, uh, that whole dynamic I thought was like, you know, really well presented. I thought, uh, you know, the, the extra characters of April O'Neill. I mean, obviously you got to have, that's the, uh, the um, that's kind of the, you know, here's the person from our world who is experiencing, you know, finding these, like, fucking turtles that talk, you know, or rats that talk. Yeah. And, but you when know.
3: you say extra, she, I
1: mean, she's been in everything. Oh, right? no, well, I understand. Yeah, but I'm just looking okay. at, at from a movie point of view, you know, you know, if I'm just saying this movie alone without, like, any of the, you know, the... the...
2: So parents can relate to... She, yeah, she's the human world
0: yeah. aspect. Yeah, or Danny yeah. was the, the was the like the kids in the audience, that right? There yeah, for, yeah, that's for, their, their, their
1: representation. Them. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. So yeah. it's like you know you kind of like you know I don't know I I mean I thought that they all did I don't think that woman I don't know what she's done well, she, since. Well, she
0: was in Armageddon. She's the one, the guy I can't What's not her remember name? his Judith name. Something.
1: I don't know. I but the
0: dude to... that wants to see his his son and she's like no, you know you can tell they're like divorced or something oh. and he leaves that little spaceship. Oh but yeah! And then she sees them later on the TV with her son. Yeah, yeah. That's the yeah. Oh, last okay, time I remember okay. seeing her.
1: Because for before we actually started this tonight, I got her confused with Nancy Travis, the woman from Three Men and a Baby and Three Men and a Little Lady. Oh, yeah. I, I thought that was her, and then when when this woman came up, I'm like, oh shit, that's not Nancy Travis. But she has like the same hairstyle or something. <laughs> I don't know that curly hair. Yeah, the yeah. curly yeah. hair, early eighties,
2: nineties hair. hair. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: But I don't know, I mean, I, uh, I, was, uh, I was surprised that I liked it more than, I mean, you know, I had a memory of it that wasn't that, like, awesome. I watched it tonight, and I'm like, you know what, this is actually a pretty good movie. You know, I, I would recommend it.
2: I figured you'd walk away going, eh, it's not for me. Like I said, I, uh, I showed this to
0: him a few years ago, and he's like, eh, it's stupid, I know, it's stupid. Say, he I just probably wasn't into it. He didn't want to watch it, so he was just
1: like... Oh, yeah, maybe. Well, I, I mean, again, it. It, like I said, Public I remember... The the rem- the memory that I had of seeing it in the theater was kind of like, you know, I think I was at that point, you know, past, you know, I, w- I think it was in my probably like, you know, nineteen. You, I showed you this movie
0: like three years ago.
1: I I do not I'm telling remember. you down here in this basement we watched this movie. It was
0: on DVD. So it was more. This was more cleaned up. Yeah, maybe that's, that's what it is. The fact that I could
1: see it was like, well, there's actually a movie underneath <laughs> all that. That's why I sold about highlighter, man.
2: Blu-ray transfer and highlighter. Yeah. yeah it's oh yeah, 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 really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, the,
1: the VHS, and oh, the DVD was like, I remember, I can't see what's going on in this movie, and wow, the Blu-ray I is like, oh. I, there's, I can yeah. see too much now. But yeah, uh, I would, I would, I would give this. Uh, you know, I'm not saying it's great art or anything, but I mean, like you know who the audience is for this. If you're let, part of that, this movie, I think, will foot. Let me ask you bill. a question.
0: Okay, okay, we, we you were talking about how the turtles, you know, they're kind of safe just because they're kind of more experienced than these Foot Clan guys. But at the end, when they fought Shredder, did you feel the heat? Did you feel like? How outclassed they were by Shredder, yeah, and he was all just like one-handed holding that thing, you know. The well, yeah, whatever. but
1: I don't know. I mean, did I feel that they weren't going to figure out a way, or somebody wasn't going to defeat Shredder? I mean, that's the way that these things go. That's not. But his... What about he had
0: Leonardo on the ground? He's like weapons, right. no. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, I mean, that's that's uh. that's, that's,
1: that's <laughs> the, your drama that you, you work in these movies. I guess that that's you know that's part of a. Uh, a formula that you know it's like every movie has to do that kind of stuff and they did it as well as you know any other movie and they didn't do it wrong you know I'm not holding any points against them for fucking it up they did it you know that's the way you do that kind of stuff but I guess the more interesting thing to me was just the uh, I just watched uh an old, Another old 80s movie, Swamp Thing. Yeah. Too long ago, For some reason, I was thinking of that while I was watching this, where it's like, here's another guy in a big green suit, you know, wandering around. But both of these movies, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Swamp Thing, they have like a gentleness to them or like a, I guess I keep saying sweet-naturedness, uh, upbeat kind of view on the world that, you know, makes it endearing in some way. And it's kind of yeah. like, you know... Even though they're depressed about... Even though they say damn all the time, I still think it's a good times. family, family film. Times. I like the way everybody's figured out how many times they say... Because Tom was mentioning that, Travis... We well, you know they say damn four times because it's like, well, it's, a, it's PG, it's well, a kid's movie, and they're swearing, you know...
0: I remember because when I was a kid, I showed this movie. I brought this movie over to my buddy's house. I don't even know how... I mean, it had to yes. be right when it came out, so I was... My God, I was eight or nine or something like that. Yeah, and and the dude's mother like berated me like I don't know what kind of mother or what kind of movies your mother wants you watch. It's like what the fuck? It's yeah, turtles? I remember the they damn. said damn a few oh, times. my mother
1: would have been the same it's way. It's like a big that, deal. They so say me. damn in a PG rated movie, and my kids watching it. That's what? it's swearing. It's as bad as saying fuck to them. <laughs> what's really, really
0: weird? This is what's really weird, and we'll continue on with the wrap ups. Okay, in this movie, Michelangelo says, "God, I love being a turtle." This is it. Every other time you hear it from part two and on, they say, "Man, I love being a turtle." Oh. Now, so was this the, was this liberals <laughs> that wanted to get me. rid of God, or was this religious people that didn't want God's name in vain being used? It could be both. It could be either it more, or.
1: More kid friendly for the yeah, but Maybe, nothing yeah.
0: sounds better than God. I love being a turtle. Yeah, go bad. ahead, Brett. <laughs> well, this is unprecedented.
3: We're uh, two for two so far, Tom. Do you think we're gonna go perfect score? I mean, I know you're gonna like the film.
2: Know, you're, you're the fucking wild card, man. I'm the wild card. You're, you're a wild card. You're a wild card. <laughs> That's wild true. Wild card. Wild card. Has he not liked <laughs>
3: um, Well, okay. <laughs> Here's what I'm going to say about next Shogun Tricks. Assassin. I liked Shogun no, no, Assassin. No, no, Oh, sorry. I thought Tom did. Oh. No, I was just Florida.
0: saying, has Brent not liked oh, the movie? Oh, right. yeah,
1: yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. it's few and far between that I don't like a movie.
0: He's um, just like sitting down in front of a glowing box. <laughs> it has got nothing to do with story <laughs> or nothing. Like, there's
3: colors. <laughs> I mean, it's fast. Yeah, I'm, I'm still actually enamored by that.
0: <laughs>
2: There's people in the box. How do they do that? i you
0: oh, sorry, go ahead. <laughs>
3: Spit take. Uh, all right, well, on this podcast, we've watched a lot of stuff that is nostalgic to us, you know, in our 30-something age group. And, like, a lot of it, like, a lot of stuff that I admittedly have chose to bring to the freak show has not stood the test of time Um, I think that the Ninja Turtles stands the test of time I think watching it tonight it's a better movie than when I saw it when I was 10 or 11 whatever you know I mean I think that like what you get from this movie that you don't realize when you're a child is so much subtext in the characters and everything that that these characters are doing everything that we've talked about tonight It's in there, and like we've said, the writers have thought about this, and this this story, the reason why this is a good comic and why it's a successful comic, a successful cartoon, and a successful movie franchise is because, like, those, you know, like Eastman and Laird, what they created is something that is, like, it transcends, you know, just these... It's not just ninja. It's not just turtles. It's not. <laughs> it's ninja
0: turtles. <laughs> it, it's not just teenagers. It is, it like, in it, any other reality, this would not work. In any other reality, this is why you should do whatever the hell comes to your mind, because this was just a joke that's now lasted almost 40 years. You know, it's a, it was a fucking joke. Dude yeah. drew, drew a turtle with a fucking ninja sword or something like that. guy's like, ha ha, they wrote a funny story and it, you know the rest is history you know since 84 you know that's fucking crazy yeah and nobody would have thought it worked
3: it's it's a masterpiece it's like if somebody were to say like oh yeah sure sculpt me uh, sculpt, uh you know sculpt me david and then somebody does this masterpiece that is you know that we know is david <laughs> or somebody's like the mona lisa yeah sure paint her yeah that'll be great and then they do it and it's like holy shit like i i just compared the ninja turtles <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, where you going? It is bizarre. It is Where you going? But well, uh, you know, going off of what uh, Travis is saying, like this, if if it were, you know, like it, just a joke that it started out to be, like they have s- crafted this into a story that like everyone can relate to. You know, anybody that watching it is a Michelangelo or a Donatello or a Leo or a Mikey or a, a Raphael. You know, I mean. Or even a splinter, you know? I mean, even as we, 30-something now, as we get older, we might, you know, become the splinter. You, you never know. Yeah. But... You
0: it, have kids of your own one day. Right, yeah, and yeah. learn what it would be like to...
3: And people listening to this, if you have kids, you, probably, you might, you know, go back and watch this if you haven't already. It'd be weird if you hadn't and you're listening to this, but...
2: Or you might be a shredder, man. Right, you could relate you to be a shredder. shredder.
3: You could be, too. You could be. You could well, be a I'm gang out there. I'm sure there's gangs out there that are like, oh yeah, Shredder had it right.
0: Ninja Turtles is what got me into the game. Yeah, Those guys N- were awesome Ninja Turtles
3: game. are wrong, man. That was all Shredder. <laughs> Fuck man, he didn't die in that fucking dump truck. Or God, it's a garbage truck. It's, all, t-
2: it's all about stealing TVs and yeah. And uh, what, <laughs> what
3: I <laughs> what I like about this movie is. I guess it's a, a ninja code. I, well, It's not even that. It's like these turtles that have been mutated. Okay, so they start out as turtles, right? And then they're mutated into some sort of human form because based on, like, they're living in New York City and there's ooze. And they, they turn into, like, teenage human-like turtles. And all they want to do based on Splinter's teachings is, you know, fight for the greater good. I mean, like, you feel like you come into this story... And they're already pretty much, you know, like if you if you want to classify them as a superhero, they're already superheroes. I mean, and then later on, like I said, when you get to the farm, you get the origin story. But like, they, they, I don't know if they really explain why they're doing this. You know, I mean, they're just out to to help people, and they're not even people, really. I mean, they, they, the ooze makes them people or something happens, but, like, they're just out for the greater the good. they they They're out for uh, life. I don't know. I mean, I think uh, what it is
0: is Splinter is teaching these four mutants how to take care of themselves in the eventuality of being discovered to the world, right? Because as soon as they're discovered to the world, people are going to want to dissect them and fuck them up and blah, 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 blah. So, I don't know how they get around to going out in the streets and... Kicking the shit out of people. <laughs> I think they just do it for fun. Well, yeah, right. They have nothing I mean, else to do, and they're ninjas, so...
3: So they're just out patrolling, and they're... But yeah,
0: somehow they get a moral code, basically. Yeah, yeah.
3: And I think that they get that from Splinter and Splinter's sensei or whatever happened there. But uh, I think that's cool, you know? I mean, and it does. It comes into, like, the whole family aspect, that there's the... There's a good morale in this movie that's... Uh, the morality of this film is a positive thing, you know. It's it's good triumphs evil. It's family is better than this false gang that you could, you know, that that the lure of the false gang, the bright colors. Whenever you're in this warehouse, there's like really bright colors and there's video games everywhere and like you All know the
0: latest MC Hammer tapes. Yeah,
3: pop <laughs> a lot of pop culture going on in Actually, this place. Yeah, that
1: was one thing that I I noticed. Dark. That. Well, no. The thing that the thing that does kind of date it was all the like. There's 20 percent of this movie is references. The punchline of the jokes is 80s pop culture. Yeah. It's just like moonlighting. Yeah. Huh? What? What are you talking? You know.
3: Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> what is this? The exactly. house from
1: the grapes of wrath? You know. It's like who's going to get that reference now? You know.
3: <laughs> right. Yeah. That's and really cool. uh, even even some of it is like New York specific. Like you have to know like the lingo of like I can't excuse me I can't think of it like an actual. Line, but I know that Casey Jones. He's like a your stereotypical New Yorker. That
0: I like the. Uh, it's like what the heck was that? I don't know. Look like kind of a big toad wearing a trench coat. You're yeah. going to LaGuardia, right? <laughs>
2: yeah. Exactly.
3: <laughs> that yeah.
1: Shit happens in New York all the time. And that's something yeah. that
3: like growing up, I wouldn't have got. But More now like I know. The,
2: you go on the ninth, ninth and eleventh. Oh. Uh, oh. We're actually at ninth. Why? Because you can tell by the smell. You know, like yeah, the
3: fish market yeah. or whatever yeah exactly there there's there's those great things in there and like you just watching it tonight like reminds me or you know maybe the first time i realized that that this film is like a actual layered you know work of art i'm gonna put it up there as a work of art because i think it is and i like all the effects like I was shocked the first time I saw like the full turtle. Like I think you see Raphael first, and like I was like, "Holy shit!" Like that looks, re- or no, maybe it's Michelangelo, because like he jumps around the corner after the title sequence.
0: Leonardo and, jumps around the corner, then Michelangelo comes Leonardo- up okay. next to him. Okay. Okay. Awesome.
3: Yeah, and, and like you're like like they they fit into that you know that world. Like they don't look out of place at all, and like they they move realistically. And I'm like, wow. Like, this movie is going to be awesome again, and the it's very lighthearted when it needs to be, and it's very serious when it needs to be, and it, I think it'll go on. I mean, this is something that, like, you can show your kids, and, like, they will still enjoy it, you know. Uh, yeah, I, I, I recommend it on the highest level. Go see it, find it, buy it, rent it, whatever. Do it, because if you haven't seen this movie, uh, it's, it's a good one and go
2: see it before michael bay potentially fucks it up yeah
3: yeah see it before you get like some sort of bad bad taste in your mouth for the turtles because so far like they're batting a thousand as far as i'm concerned
2: Because michael bay could fuck it up. he could do it awesome but he could fuck it up so you should probably see it before michael bay does anything to it
3: so tom this is your pick what do you think
2: uh, well, I mean, I, I really like this movie. It's the first movie I actually saw at the movie theater by myself. I turned 13. My mom said, you're 13 now. You can go see this movie on your own because it's a PG. Let me go. And I think that sticks out in my mind. As, uh, I mean, I was a huge Ninja Turtle fan. I watched the cartoon all the time. And had all the toys. Had all I mean, like, I, yeah, I had all the toys. Watched the cartoon, like, religiously every day this was like, Ninja Turtles was my thing. I mean, more so than, like, G.I. Joe and probably, like, Transformers and stuff like that. Ninja Turtles was, I don't know, more accessible to me. Um, and, uh, you know, I mean, I, 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 uh, and just watching it tonight, you know, I'd probably seen it, like, I, I just, I don't think I ever owned the DVD, I think I just owned the VHS because um, I had seen it, like, you know, I had watched it so much I could practically quote the movie, you know? um, So, um, So, but, yeah, I mean, it, it's, a, it's a really, really good movie. Watching it again kind of brings me to, like, you know, watching it now this time kind of made me realize that there's a lot more going on than just, like, but Charlie cakes and Spanness, I mean, there's some deep, There's some deep stuff there with, like, the family relationships and the family dynamic with the Turtles and and the the Splinter gang. Like, they're both families, but here's two different sides of the same coin. Um, So, I mean, there's there's a lot more going on there. And um, it was just interesting to see, like, you know, how... Like, what they took from a comic book and a comic or cartoon show and to see it, like at live action and done well. I mean, they kind of went wrong with teen, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I didn't really like the co- costumes. And then, I think they changed the costumes again for Ninja Turtles. You, say? Th- Wait, you didn't
1: like part the, two? Part two.
2: I, I mean, I like part two. Like, I liked, I like part two. I just didn't really care for the costumes as much. Oh, okay, that's what you're talking about. Um, and then, they changed the costumes again for three. So, I like how Void at three Like the play. I own the three pack of the Blu-ray, so maybe I'll go and finally watch <laughs> it.
0: Part three, in part Splinter three. is a fucking puppet that hangs out of a train car door like it's Sesame Street. Or something <laughs> like that. It's so fucking cheap; they didn't even want to like get legs for the puppet. It's fucking so stupid.
3: Well, and the great the great thing about part one is that like the costumes look so realistic that you don't like they don't des- detract from the story. So like you're just in it, you know? Yeah, I
2: mean, I mean, like a lot of times when you like, Watch like movies, especially with like Jim Henson type stuff. When they mix reality with with puppets, I mean, like you know, like Dark Crystal's all puppets. So like like Labyrinth kind of has reality with puppets. So it's it's a uh, it's kind of jarring. Yeah, it's you still know? a little puppety. It's it's still a little puppety. And aside from Splinter, I mean, Splinter kind of looks puppety. He kind of he kind of has he, he some... not
1: not kind of looks. He looks
2: puppety (laughs) Also, oh,
1: Uh he's (laughs) no Yoda. I mean, Splinter's a fucking puppet. I'm not saying that's bad, (laughs) dude. Yoda's a fucking puppet. I don't get what you mean. (laughs) Splinter, Splinter, Yoda's like a hand and a. Yeah, but he he comes off like a living creature. Where Splinter was like "Eh." Splinter did,
0: especially in the scene where he like where he raises his head up when Leonardo first captured, like. I've always thought that Splinter was so awesome looking. Yeah. You have to I'm judge for yourself, ladies I'm and Travis gentlemen. I'm I'm I something. thought, I thought Splinter's like one of the best, like animatronic creatures
2: of the era. I don't know. Spl- Splinter remind me of like really puppety. That's why it's like it kind of like Splinter, kind of like it kinda, ah! it's like I'm looking at the Dark Crystal dudes. What's going on? That's Ooh. crazy. <laughs> you know,
0: like, like look at like when when Casey Jones and Danny take him off of the fence. Just look at the weight they get. I mean. That's well, brilliant. I mean, there, that scene, some scenes he where looks he look, so fucking there, there real. There
2: are some scenes where he looks okay, but there's some scenes where When Raphael really comes in, really, really and funny. Raphael,
0: or he's like, you know, come talk to me. And, and Raphael's like, could this wait till morning? He goes, you will listen now. When he says now, you can see his tail flip. i will you, you gotta keep watching and notice what, what Splinter, uh, uh, Splinter does, man. That's an awesome, awesome, awesome creature effect. And I always
3: thought when they're carrying him, like, when they take him off the chains, like, they're just afraid of, like, breaking their,
1: you know. So that's what, yeah, like, that's kind of what I got. It's like, well, you know, there's a puppeteer right under here. That we, but I, what I did like was the way Casey Jones, the actor, uh, Elias Catias, relates, you know, when he's looking at the, uh, in the close-up, when he goes up to pick him up and he's talking to him, it's like, I totally bought that, that, like, he was relating to the character. Yes. And not like, I'm looking at a puppet. I mean, he sells that. Like, I'm talking to a fucking, you know, rat. (laughs) I mean, I I bought that. And it's
3: weird because, like, that's the first time that Casey and uh, Splinter, you know, interact. But Uh, Splinter, like, there's so much, like, Casey, thank you. You know, like, like, like he did with Danny, too. You know, like, Splinter gets to know these people, like, instantly. Like, he figures them out, and he's like oh, Danny, what's the problem? What could be so bad that you have to leave your home Yeah, dude.
0: Nothing Splinter says in this movie is unimportant. You yeah. know? Everything he says has fucking serious weight. Everything he says, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's
2: why it's always said with the, the slow cadence. Oh, you know? God. <laughs> uh, it's but... so
0: sad when he says, all oh, fathers care for their sons, Danny. Oh, it's so sad.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, You know, I mean, I I just... I. Yeah, I mean, you gotta see this movie before Michael Bay potentially fucks it up. <laughs> this one will
1: still be there.
2: It'll still yeah. be there, but, yeah, but like the, he the might kid, destroy the turtles. The forever. kids of America <laughs> yeah. could, you know, be like, you know, like they could be poisoned. Yeah, I don't, I don't want that. They need to, they need to see it. Families need to take and just this, and then I mean, I'm looking forward to the Michael Bay one. I'm looking forward to see what he has to offer. He could he, he, it could be awesome, you know. Like it's always good to see a new Turtles movie. That's what i But it's seriously so, like
3: E. T. Turtles, Toy Story, Bam. So, I mean, <laughs> I, 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 I,
2: I am I am glad that Michael Bay's taking the the advantage of, of redoing I'm actually it. Actually, glad
0: he's not directing it. That's the only thing I have <laughs> hope for.
2: So, um, you know, I mean. T- yeah, you, you you need to see this movie. It's one of one of my favorites. Um,
0: since you brought it up, can I just ruin everybody's day? This is the way you guys don't like Shredder's outfit, Don't worry about it because Michael Bay is just a white guy. William Fichtner, who's probably just going to be like a Lex Luthor CEO dude. The foot soldiers are not ninjas. They're tactical soldiers. Uh, oh, they're going to ruin it. So don't worry. Your guys' just don't costume will soon be gone. You don't have to worry about it. All this bitch about uh, fucking Shredder looking awesome. Just I, I I'll know. just say.
3: I thought it was going to be more like the cartoon.
0: What happened? Who? Like, yeah,
2: you were earlier on, your you were saying <laughs> that <laughs> they do Michael well, Yeah, everybody. they're
0: doing, it's like a weird half and half, like a half, like, completely new idea crap, and then half 1987 cartoon, which is totally irrelevant to today's kids. No, you should
2: probably. I mean, if if you want to watch the turtles, apparently Travis has been raving about the new t- Nickelodeon. I've heard good things amazing. about the new Nickelodeon. So if you if you want to catch that, apparently that's supposed to be pretty good. They even
0: explore way deeper into these guys' uh, personalities. <laughs> Just because you know, ep- yeah, you get your episodes.
2: Check so. it out; it's a must-watch. It
1: must All right, well, that's a wrap-up on the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Next week is my pick and I'm gonna pick well it's one of two movies ladies and gentlemen well, what's up? Come either gonna be
0: how can you do that to them they have to watch it before they listen I know
1: well all
0: right well let's just cut two
1: next week is gonna be Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein well I can't wait.
0: Oh, this sounds so thrilling. And there you go. So, <laughs> uh,
1: tune in next week for that, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, you can uh, find us on uh, Saturday night, or sorry, you can email us, SaturdayNightFreakShow at yahoo.com, if you want to comment on tonight's episode or any episode that we've ever done, which you can find them all on iTunes. Stitcher, radio, tune in radio, Podbay FM, or find an entire list of MP3s hosted at Saturday Night Freak Show dot blogspot.com. And don't forget to find us on Facebook, where we'll post interesting information from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles all this week at uh, Saturday, or Facebook.com slash Saturday Night Freak Show. You can also find us on Twitter at Sat Freak Show. Boom! And that means we're out.
4: Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles